Welcome in everyone to episode 91 of the Bowcats podcast. I'm your host, Kale Payne, joined by my co-host, Speedy's Chief 2. And uh, hold it, you know, your green screen setup looking real good these days, man. I can't even see where the curtain is at this it's, point, you know. I don't looking, even see the bed in the background. It's looking crispy, all right. Uh, this is a this is our, our Mexican special here. I'm in Mexico City with my fiance Morita Pokemon, but I just wanted to point out as well, man. 91, what a year, right? Mm-hmm. 91, dude. Did I ever tell you the story? I, I when I used to work at a liquor store in college, there was this guy that always you came used to in. work at a liquor store. No, I definitely didn't know this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew so you the, worked at a fancy restaurant. I remember that story. Yeah. Well, before that, I worked at a liquor store, and that's part of what got me the job at the restaurant because I knew so much about wine. Um, uh, but long are story you a, short, are you a uh, what is that called? The, uh, the s- sommelier. Uh, is that what it is? There's like different levels to it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a sommelier. No, no, no. Um, but anyways, long long story short, this guy came in, and no matter what his total was, dude, no matter what it was, it could be like eighteen dollars forty five cents, or uh-huh. like twenty one dollars and fifty cents. No matter what, he would look at that total and be like, ah, 1849, what a year. <laughs> no matter what the total was. So every time I say that, every time I say what a year, I think back to that that random customer. 1849? It's just random, right? It, it could be like what sometimes – What happened in 1849? Dude, I'm not the best like world history person. Dude, I don't even know. But, but sometimes it made sense, right? He'd say like, oh, 1987, man, well, that was an awesome year. And that makes <sighs> sense. But sometimes it was just like – I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. There was a bunch of Fort Worth, Texas, was founded on June sixth. <laughs> Dude, come on. Astro Place riot occurs in Manhattan. Like, I don't Ooh, know. Okay. President Zachary Taylor and Vice President Miller Fillmore are sworn into office. Like, what? There we go. <clears throat> That's why it was a great year. What a year! What a year! <laughs> what a year! I wonder what if a- we'll ever be those kind of people. You know what do you mean, like in history or like or like what? the cheese ball old guys who just say like, oh dude the same stuff. It feels inevitable, right? You're kind of Especially- on that these days with the Pokemon Bro. commentating. What's that thing that you always say? Which one? I don't know. There's something you always say on these commentaries for Pokemon Go. I don't know. I I'm trying to think you of the context. Like, uh, it's, it's it's not like you don't say there's levels to it. You say something though. It's not dimen- dimensions. Is what butter says. Butter says dimensions. Yeah, yeah. I-, I might start saying layers like an onion. There's a little Shrek <laughs> reference. <laughs> you say you you definitely say something, but ah, dude, I can't remember. If if anyone knows what I'm talking about, write it in the comments. Speedy has this like signature thing that he says. Dude, it's like a, it's like a saying, or it's like it's a, a way to describe a situation. I can't. I, I can't believe you don't know it. No, it, this is the thing. I, I think everyone can resonate with this. Yeah. Everyone else seems to know what you say all the time, except for yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, oh yeah, you know, Caleb is always going to point this out in every every cast, and then you're like, wait, I do that? That's really <laughs> what I do. You know, happens all mm. the time. I guess so. I feel like I'm also very self aware. I just don't Possibly. get past the awareness part. <laughs> yeah, could be. like I know could where be. my faults are, and um, I try to fix some, but some are harder too address but anyway uh that being said let's uh get into this episode here let's do it we have uh we are at episode 91 we got some news to cover but as always let's cover some of these questions yo starting let's with the earliest one on the video pp steve addressing these ignorant americans saying steve. perth was a repeat so was uh melbourne 
but that was an IC if you want to get technical. Yes, correct. Oh. We, we were ignorant because we said Vancouver's a region, first repeat regional, but we were very uh, uh, North America-centric c- uh, there on that one. Actually, the first ever repeat one was actually Liverpool because first ever, uh, and then they had another one. Yeah. See, and, and then, we, and then, we all yeah. have our inherent biases, just yeah, like we all the casting. Do. We all do. <laughs> we all do, you know. I, 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 okay, so people say, like, I'm biased towards Bastion users. I actually, I feel like I'm actually more critical of Bastion users. Because yeah. for me, it's like, there's this stereotype that the Bastion users just, like, they're just, like, stupid GBL players that make, like, bad, like, ABA lines, right? Or teams <laughs> that don't make no sense or just muscle weight their th- way through with a Bastion because it just doesn't have a lot of hard i mean it has a lot of hard counters but like if you avoid those and you just steamroll the competition right true like true. it's actually like a no skill pokemon and a tap tap pokemon whatever all that stuff it's only you pair with you know razor leafers or charmers <laughs> all that stuff and so every time i see a bastion user on stream i am hypercritical because i'm just That's like true. dude you gotta especially in a tournament right i was like if you're gonna bring this you gotta make us look good right like you can't like yeah. reinforce a stereotype it it just looks bad if you're just rolling the dice and going off like RPS wins. True. And I find that I won't name names. I find that the vast majority of Bastion users always let me down. <laughs> Dude, I I actually okay. So for everyone listening, I can actually confirm this because whenever a Bastion appears on stream, everybody is always like, "Oh, Caleb, you know, check it yeah. out. Here here it comes." Everybody teases him for it, and then the plays start and he's like, yeah, this is literally not what you're supposed to be doing. Like, yeah. it, it's kind of like being, being like Martin Scorsese and watching like a, a grassroots film production. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's just pulling his hair out. Like, what are you thinking when you, yeah, when you have yeah. these angles, you know? Yeah. Just because you both like film doesn't mean you're like every film. Right. Yeah. Boom. So there it is. Yeah. It, I, I'll, I'll never do that on while commentating. Right. I, I'll just say like, <laughs> please you know, do I'll, one time. I'll, I'll be, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I might throw in like some sly comments here. There, be like, wow, that was a that was an interesting play. Where I was like, that's a really odd switch. Like, this is their only counter that stops Metacham, and they safe swapped it right. right hard switched it in. Yeah, yeah, hard switched it in. Lost alignment, right? Like their only Metacham counter is their own Metacham. <laughs> like, and they have a Bastion and a I don't know what else. That's hilarious. Aggro on the back, yeah. Agra. So, so anyway, there were a lot of people like, oh my gosh, like like. Caleb's in shambles, right? Blah, 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 when a Bastion loses. I was like, dude, no. It was like, they deserve to lose running such a bad strategy. Like, making us look True. bad. Come on. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That is what Butter says, literally. He's like, Caleb in shambles. He yeah. can't take these Bastion like, no. plays. No, man. It's it's different. It's different. I feel disappointed, right? It's different for, like, the people that like Glare and Stump and stuff. Everyone uses Glare and Stump, so it has its time to shine. No one's going to be like, you know, everyone's going to lose with it, too, because everyone's using it. But True. the Bastion uses are far and few in between and the good ones are even further and fewer yeah. in between but yeah you know it'd be like i don't even know how we got to that i, I don't know a bias yeah bias Bastion on players are kind of like two-faced right like you flip a coin and you either get like super rps fast move pressure games or you get like you know skill plays dude it's not even two point two it's like it's like a like a 70 sided die and there's only one edge that's like decent <laughs> Oh, All crap. the other ones are just rolling, thinking that they're going to get a good one. But anyway, that's my soapbox for they. Uh, Adrian uh, Bird Force says, "Hey guys, it's Adrian here again. I use 
Google Podcast app. When I go to your podcast, the description says Zion and Caleb Payne are teaming up to bring you the most up-to-date information and educational podcasts from Pokemon Go Battle League. Okay, I got to change that then because I don't Whoa. I don't check Google Podcasts much, but I need to check all the other ones. Good to hear update on your side. I guess the app I use just doesn't update. You know what? I will – I'll fix it, Adrian. I'll fix it. And thank you again for the gym idea last week. That was good. Yeah, it's very good. I will, I will fix that. Mimi says, I live in Toronto, and it's true. We slowed the syllables. It ends up sounding like Toronto or Toronto. Toronto, yeah. How does that slur that much? Toronto? I don't know. It's like a whole different team missing. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I believe you all. I believe you all. But, um, Paradox80 says, yeah, to defend Ace Trainer Paul, shout out Hammerhead's factions. The last T isn't pronounced. Oh, it's funny that this is like the follow-up comment. Isn't pronounced in Toronto. Uh, Tor- Toronto. Um, Toronto. And then posted a video from the movie Argo explains it. Okay, I'll check it out. I'm not going to check okay. out the video right now, but I'll check yeah. it out. Really? Dude, that's going to be so weird if we ever commentate Toronto again. Be like, welcome back to the Toronto. 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 Regions. Toronto. We're in Can. We're in Canada. Tr- Toronto, Canada. Do they say Canada or do they say Canada? Canada. 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 <laughs> no, I, I think they do say Canada, but yeah, Toronto. of course. Interesting. Wow. No one said anything about that when we're at the Toronto regionals. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like we're we're so we're so visible. A lot of the time, we get roasted in the commentary, like in Twitch chat, and uh, I've never seen a comment about that. So, yeah. Yeah, but good to know. Good to know. Squirrel Trapper says, imagine putting this much effort into a crap podcast no one listens to. Hey, Squirrel Trapper, I will say I appreciate the comment, though, because it helps our algorithm. And two, this is funny because I went to Squirrel Trapper's page and looked at their favorites. You know what was their most recent favorite video? It's been a while, though. Ooh, it was my Lugia video. Not my oh. Lugia, like, regionals video. It was, like, when I was trying to make Lugia work in GBL at Master League, which is still, like, two years ago, I think. That was their last ever favorite video. So maybe used to be a fan, now a hater. Who knows? Maybe always a hater. Maybe a closet fan, but just doesn't want to admit Dude. it. I don't know. And then King Ducks Fool says, imagine going out of your way to comment that. Uh, you don't like it, move on. There's lots of people that enjoy this podcast every week. Uh, <clears throat> appreciate you, King Ducks Pool. And yeah. also, Squirrel Trapper. I will say, to be fair, and let me get the deets on this, right? Okay. I, I thought this through because I saw this comment earlier last week and I had laughed a little bit. We have <laughs> 107... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead. You, you no, go what were you going to say? I was just saying, you know, just interject huge props to KDP, always showing up, dropping comments yeah. and replies to comments. He's taking this to, to the next level. A true week. fan. A true fan. A true fan. We might not have a ton of them, but we got some real ones out there. All right. So yeah. to be fair, we have 175 subscribers on YouTube. I guess I, I know it's more than 175, y'all. So if you could drop a subscription on the YouTube channel, if you don't watch it, I could get my 1K subscribers by episode 100, which is not going to happen, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to I some mean, shady site and buy some, buy some subs. <laughs> you no, never I'm know. Do that. And, so, and I, also, we, yeah. we only release one episode per week, mm-hmm. so it's not going to like flood your timeline with recommended. That, I think that's what everybody's True. worried about when they for subscribe YouTube. for mm-hmm. YouTube because then you, you, like, you subscribe to one video and then suddenly all their content just appears in your feed. Only one video a week, everybody. Go ahead, Caleb. I mean, if our content's flooding their feet, I wouldn't mind that myself. But, <laughs> true, you know, true. it is what it is. So I will say, so there is that, right? And if you look at our videos, uh, we, we used to be averaging like only 100-something views per video, yeah. roughly. And now we're averaging 200-something, which is like, oh. I'll take it. You know, it's a little That's something. Great. It's, it's not amazing, but it's a little something. But here's the thing, right? 
because Squirrel Trapper might only be YouTube centric and they not might not realize we got some real ones on the podcast though on all the different podcast platforms maybe Google Podcasts maybe yep. you know um iTunes I don't know iTunes yeah, yeah. Spotify etc and I will say cuz I'll break it down for y'all right so that people know cuz some people might be like hey man I'm only like one out of like 10 people that listen to this well maybe on the YouTubes but on the actual podcast platform across the board we average a little over a thousand downloads per week and you know some go up to 2k plus so Dude, sick you know so there is that so uh i always wonder too when i look at these views it's like what made people tune into this one but not the other one because some have like half the views like people did not like the shadow charles that goes undefeated in battles one for some reason it had like 700 something or almost 800 listens but then people like the ocic and limited remote rates one I wonder yeah. if it's maybe the title that's drawing him in. I don't know. It could be, I yeah. To, I need to I need to figure that out. Yeah. But so we have some consistent listeners, I'm sure, that listen to like almost all of them, right? And so shout out to you all. But I am curious for the ones that are more sporadic. What is it that draws people in? I mean, the thing is, once you start listening to podcasts, that recounts as listen. Even if you hate it, it's too mm-hmm. late. You hear that, Squirrel Trapper? It's too late. We already got your view. <laughs> Honestly, I would love for Squirrel Trapper to come back every single week and just drop more comments like this. <laughs> please do. Please, please do. do. Yeah, and for others like Kingdom Squad, don't feel the need to respond to it. I, I appreciate it, though. But, um, but yeah, you know, hey, that's the thing, right? If we're not getting hate comments, we haven't made it. So you're our first sure. hate comments. Well, no, there were a few uh, reviews back in the day that people weren't liking it, but that was – yeah, that, that was some of it was tar- targeted towards Zionic, unfortunately. Like, oh, if you're going to be so negative about the game, like, why even – talk about it blah, blah, blah. i was like it's like Zion's just being oh. honest but yeah I, I see where we, you're coming from <laughs> we can we can be more negative all right don't yeah, don't test yeah. us well, well we yeah so far we haven't <laughs> had any negative comments towards us two as a pair yet True. until now but hey until now thank you squirrel trapper you know <laughs> 2023 what a year squirrel trapper's what? first hate comment what <laughs> <laughs> what a year <laughs> imagine if i say that like i walk around and say that like the same years like we're in jeez dude i remember one of my old co-workers um his name's kyle he used to i always say hey how's it going just like courtesy right or how are you doing and he's always he always responds us living the dream i'm living the dream i was like okay i was like i guess they're they're living the dream but uh, but that's what he always said which made me think that Living the dream. I don't know, man. Not every dream's a good dream. I, I got I got one more for you. There's this guy I used to work with. And um, <clears throat> every day, right, he'd come into work. You ask him how he's doing. He'd say, better than I deserve. Mm. Every single time. Better than I deserve. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of deep. It is, right? That's kind of It's deep. like, man, what, what do you do on the weekends, you know? Or <laughs> do you have like a dark <laughs> secret or something? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's got like a... Wait, wait. So you asked him how he's doing, and he always says, better than I deserve? Yep. Every time. Without that kind fail. of reminds me of the phrase when people say, like, oh, my better half and stuff, right? Yeah, true. Interesting. Mm. I don't know. That's a... Uh... Hmm, okay. Seems yeah. like it's a grateful individual. Uh, anyway, uh, 50 uh, Delagray says, with the recent GPS glitch drama in uh, Expo... Is that a word? Exposure? Uh, I, I think they just mean exploit. Oh, ex- okay. Exploit. I, I might... Yeah. Dude, I'm not, I didn't score the best in my SAT reading skills, so 
I might be just reading vocab that I don't know. But anyway, uh, recent drama and exposure. Do you think the reason why Niantic pushes in-person raids is because of all the fake data that they collect from people using a green pass on a remote raid? I think it might be. P.S. I'm very happy they fixed that since very, very few people knew about it. You know, what a great precursor yes foreshadowing to our key segment we will cover that but thank you it, for the question it appears that that word is french by the way so i think uh Delegree might be a french speaker oh it, okay it, it means okay. exhibition and it is the direct translation but obviously it could mean like you know exhibition like revealing or showcasing yeah, yeah. this thing like you know etc etc et i see i see peace says you looking at me killed me wait what wait wait what at me Wait, wait, what? When that happened? I, I don't I, remember. I think, I think last episode I said something and I, then I just paused and I waited for you to reply and you were like, "You looking at me?" or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, oh, oh, it was when I was talking about Boo and Chip and like, like I said, like which one did all the raids, right? And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just, I just look at you. And I was just, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. I need to <laughs> watch that so. back. I guess. I don't know. I, I will say maybe this is a little narcissistic, but I listen back to every one of my podcasts after it gets published. Do you really to, like hear how it sounds? Yeah. Well, well, you do you do a lot during the editing process, like Squirrel Trapper said. You put in a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel Trapper knows, man. Squirrel knows. Trapper knows more than he thinks he knows, and then also knows very little. <laughs> but it's okay. Fair. No Fair. one's perfect. Twasel says, "I feel like there were one or two repeat regionals in Brazil and Australia." Yeah, you know what? He's right. You're right. You're right. Also, uh, don't forget though. Liverpool, Twasel, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Brazil probably as well, too. I, I, To be fair, I didn't look through all that yet. Um, yeah. All the different cities. But possibly. Uh, Mao Zepeng says, Regarding stop nominations, I live in Berlin, Germany. And here, you would in fact wait more than two years until you get your review. Unless you're unlocking a Wayfair upgrade. Frustrating. Cheers. Keep it up. Man, I got to get that Wayfair upgrade then, dude. I'm like only 50% the way there. And I've never gotten an upgrade. So it's like people have multiple upgrades. Dude, I, I need like Wi-Fi on a plane one these days so I can review <laughs> like Wayfair for the entire yeah. flight. It's Dude. like frustrating too because I, I try to make sure my Wayfair reviews are good. Like I'm not just like doing like random stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah. Whoa. I, I feel like – what's what happened? Oh, nothing. I just – I'll talk to you about it after the podcast. Oh, okay. But there's something interesting that I just noticed. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, some people that do have the really high wayf- Wayfarer status, they mm-hmm. can get stops like pushed through and approved within like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really good at populating areas quickly if there aren't yeah. that many stops. So it's definitely worth it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ryan Colgrove says, I have an update on Order of Arrivals. Caleb, last to arrive, two tourneys in a row. <laughs> So maybe the roles reverse when call times are for attorneys not commentated yet. Arsicola uh, hosts our local self tournaments, and mm-hmm. I was I was the last arrived too. Well, I was the last arrived, but I, I we still waited a bunch of times. So I don't know. Maybe last arrived out the two of us because you're not there. But I still waited like thirty minutes for it to start. So, and he Dude. said, all jokes aside, we appreciate him coming, trying those numbers, uh, trying to get those numbers back to in person self tourneys back in. 2019 numbers it's been a struggle but i'm cautiously optimistic for the future caleb has won two out of three so to no one's surprise yeah so so a couple comments so the first one uh whenever somebody says that we arrive late 
you know, just just generally grouping us together as casters. I always think back to Gandalf's quote. It says, a, a wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he means to. I think we can apply that to casters as well, right? We don't want to be the first one to the party. Well, uh, I was I was late though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second thing is that um, you know who else is sweeping a lot of tournaments? Jay Jan. I'm seeing that a lot on Twitter. He's oh yeah, Jay Jan's always yeah. Jay Jan goes to all the locals too. Uh, Jay Jan does. I actually looked at Sylph's like front page earlier today, and we have like the first ever Ace trainer uh, yeah. within Sylph because it's like I forgot what the first one is, but then it's Challenger and then Ace. And guess who's at the top? JJ? No, no, it's Rice. He's still oh. grinding out these silk <laughs> tournaments too. Dude, I feel like Rice. a lot of people are, yeah. But he's not right. grinding out a lot. He just has a high win rate. So He's a machine, man. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Dude. drama between him and uh, Jonkis? Dude, that, that could be another like tea topic, right? <laughs> that really could. That'd be fun to talk about. Maybe do a two-parter. Maybe let's do a two-parter. I'd be okay. for that. I'll, I mean, it's nothing, like, it's nothing like wild, so let's not like no. it. But it was, it was I, funny to just watch. I just lo- I just love the interaction between those two because they have such different personalities. It's uh, it's, it's super entertaining. <laughs> yes, dude. I I maybe I knew this before, but I did not realize that Jonkis's brother is Z's Wireless. No, they're brothers. I had they're no brothers. Idea. I don't know which dude, one's older, which one's younger. That is a cracked family at at yeah. Go Battle League, and they're actually yeah, they're I'll actually like general. siblings. I thought they were like same like brothers, like you know, like like. Know, like like yo he's my bro kind of thing or like familiar like friendly kind of like a good friend yeah. but they're actually biological siblings i think no shot that's insane yeah yeah they talked about it at the utrecht regionals too but andrew says before i forget uh, do you know the main series games you can actually bring two primos and one mega at the same time because primos are not counted as mega pokemon which is limited to one per team wait that's kind of wild so when they had Megas Dude. back in the day, so everyone's running Primal Groudon, Primal Kyogre, and then a Mega, right? Like Mega Rayquaza or something back mm. in the day. Or, I don't know. I was like, I was thinking Mega Metagross, but that seems like kind of hard to bring with Mega Groudon, Mega Kyogre everywhere. Yeah. Seems seems a little bit tough, but I mean, you know. Some I know people, Gabby said that that was her favorite. Some people, you know, some, some content creators I know of like to stack their, their Primals and their Megas and everything else. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, and there's others that could just do it all without any of them. But <laughs> uh, Twasel says, Alolan Grimer is basically just Gun Tank without Flamethrower. Both have very similar bulk and cross access to Poison Jab, Crunch, and sh- uh, Sludge Bomb. Yeah, that's the thing. I've never really loved Alolan Grimer. I think it was really good for one, the Sylph Continentals, because it was like a cheap restricted pick. Yes. Uh, or wasn't a restricted pick, whereas like other things were. But that was about it. But yeah, it's so expensive for like... I've never like sh- I've never seen a long grime and been like worried about it, right? It's mm. always like very predictable. True, true, um, true. It also feels a little more frail than Skuntake, but maybe it's about the same. Like Tosso said. The one interesting difference now though is that you could get a great league Alolan Grimer with return. It's kind of tricky to find a purified Skuntank that fits under 1500. Return is pretty useful for those dark poison head to heads. You know, hmm. that's actually kind of interesting. And it will make it cheaper. Alolan Grimer is also one that having it purified does help the IV spread in all likelihood because you need like a, I don't know, like a 7, 15, 15, or 8, 15, 15 something, something weird like that. You need like a decent amount of attack. Yeah, your your rank 1 Alolan Grimer is actually a 10, 15, 14. Oh, 10, 15. Okay, so even, but, but even better for purified. You were thinking of the Kanto. The Kanto, I think, is the 7. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe they're no, both no, 10, it, 15, it, you know, you're right. You know, yeah, the Kanto, you do need less attack. 
I do remember because I have a good Kanto one. I didn't make it, but I don't have a. I mean, I have a decent Alolan Grimer one, but I just haven't made that either because again, yeah, not a huge, not a huge reason to. Um, King Ducks Pool says Utrek was the first special event that Go has been a part of, and it had a large number of signups, but a bunch of no shows. Hopefully, there's a better way to spread the potential no-shows evenly among, bra- among brackets or not have them stay in general. My question is, what benefit do these have over the normal regionals uh, for an organizer? I can't see many North America organizers wanting to do free entry, but from a player base, there doesn't seem to be a downside. Interested to see how the rest of the season plays out and what next season brings as Pokemon continues to grow thanks guys for the hard work keep it up well thank you king ducks pool and uh so yeah a few things related to that i i agree i think like some way to weed out the no-shows is big but sometimes you don't know the no-shows are going to happen until the tournament starts right because they have to set up the bracket in the morning sometime maybe maybe you actually you know what you do for those that are don't register their team you filter them out because the teams are usually due like the night before the morning of. If yeah. they're if they don't have their teams registered, you just take them out of the bracket. Because if you don't have a team registered, how are you going to play, right? And I assume people that are no shows are typically not going to register a team. The only person I know that probably registered the team and still did not show up in time was probably Gucci Gang because he overslept in Orlando. But that's, <laughs> that's about it, right? But but then that's like that's a rare situation, I think. Okay, first of all, Gucci's the man, right? Freaking love. Yeah, Gucci. yeah, yeah. No, hang on, Gucci. Uh, He's all coming no. from West Coast, so the, Gucci, the time difference. Gucci's great, great, right? Love, love the guy to death. It's just so funny to me that he flew all the way from L.A. to Orlando yeah. and then oversleeps. My guy, uh, come on. Huh, huh. I think that's <laughs> the last regional he had participated in too. For now, hopefully. for now, for now, yeah, yeah, for now. So, but anyway, I, uh, no, hang on, Gucci. That was just an example, right? That was the one person that came to mind where they might yeah. have registered a team. It just were perfect uh, example, but that would be uh, good. You know that great idea, King Ducks Bull. And you know what? I will bring that up. I will bring that up to Daniel yeah. or someone, someone within was, TPCI, and see if we can make that happen. You know, Caleb. Just speaking of um, of incentivizing, right? We're going to talk about this later later today as well. But maybe you could incentivize people more to show up physically. Maybe maybe at a at a special event like this or an IC, maybe they have to come physically to the event area in order to get like a specific code in the game, or maybe like some packs of cards or something. And that way, physically they walk in there, and otherwise they wouldn't sign up because then you know what are you going to do? Sign up and then miss out on something free. I don't know what's going on with Utrecht, like if they ran out of spectator tickets or stuff, but I think for the ICs, that's what a lot of people do, is they still go, but... They like, get like a swag bag. They get a swag bag. Like They're not interested in go, but they ran out of spectator tickets. Because the swag bag, like if you remember at OCIC, they had the special like Eevee hat, the play mask, yep. and everything like that. And you could, I mean, if you really want to, you could resell that for easily the cost of going, right? Um, yes. But maybe they just want a spectator ticket and whatever, and they just couldn't get one. So I think like it's mm-hmm. tough because... People are probably still showing up. It's just that they're not actually playing in the Go tournaments because Go just doesn't sell out like VGC and TCG does from a competitor side. So they can always buy up some of these. I think stuff like UIC might be a different story because those sold out real quick. I doubt anyone that's really trying to be a spectator is going to try to buy the expensive Go ticket rather than a cheaper spectator ticket that hasn't been released yet. Uh, Unless the spectator ticket also got released at the same time, but I feel like it didn't. I don't know. Maybe it did. But anyway, I'd be going for the spectator ticket. But I'm I'm going to buy it like on the first wave of go release. Agreed. So yeah, but yeah, I mean it is a bummer too because I didn't 
I didn't get any buys myself when I was in San Diego, but I was definitely jealous of some people that did, right? Because some people get some multiple buys and, you know, that, that does potentially make the competition a little bit easier uh, in your path to victory easier. But uh, that being said, yes, I do like that. And also it's just better for better content, right? To actually not have buys just to see the bracket go through uh, like a traditional way. Uh, and then the question is, what's the benefit of having these over normal regionals for an organizer? Yeah, so here's the thing. The difference with the competitor is that there's no, we mentioned this before too, but there's no prize pool if you win or yeah. don't win and stuff. You get, I think you probably still get the travel award and you still qualify for world championships, but that's it. There's no like, um, there's no prize pool. And there's, so that is something, that is a difference for players. But again, for the vast majority of players, they're not going to get a prize. So it's not going to, like they're not going to get prize money anyway, so for them mm. it's probably about the same. Yeah, if they're not planning on winning. I mean, some people don't plan on winning, so win, and that that happens too, right? But and the other thing is, yeah, you don't see a lot of North America organizers willing to do it. Yeah, I don't think they would. But also, the main reason why they have this special event, uh, for Utrecht and not other places, is because they physically can't charge people for it. Like, there's like some like local law that does not allow yeah. them to. Otherwise, yeah, they just do it. Yeah, it's related to the gambling laws in that in that area of the Netherlands, maybe yes. even the the country. So yeah, so special events I think are going to be far and few in between because mm -hmm. just in general, most places aren't going to have those laws in place where we're hosting these regionals or internationals, etc. But I think yeah. that's a big reason why there's certain places we just can't even host world championships because there's certain gambling laws in certain countries. I think Spain might have been one then. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Because we're yeah, talking about, right. like, maybe they'll do Spain last year when we're predicting where it'd be. Because, yeah. Because Scarlet and Violet's um, base in... The Paldea region Paldea is similar region, to yeah. Spain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think that was that was an, probably one of the issues, but also having Japan also is pretty iconic, so... It's really iconic. And there's yeah. so many other, like, other factors that play into that, too. But I'm mm -hmm. I'm really happy with, with Yokohama. Yeah. So who is Josh says... I've been doing factions from the beginning and have improved over the course of all the cycles. I'm just wondering, how do you go about team building? Do you look at the paired opponent's previous teams and look to build around it and guess what they would change against your own previous team? Or do you mix it up all uh, six to keep them guessing? What's the best strategy? I see some keep the same and swap out some and have a core, but I have success with both every week changing all six and keeping a select few over the cycle. Also, Caleb... What do you make of the Just a Car meta for Ultra League? Uh, as that is my league I play, hard to tell after week one, but seems all right. But like in any limited meta, it can become stale quickly. Cough, cough, psychic up. <laughs> also, one more thing. During factions, do you, lock, do you look to add a spice pick to throw an opponent off? Like I saw a Mr. Mime as a Donald's <laughs> top meta with confusion. Was kind of impressive to see. Didn't happen to me, but was good to watch as Fairy Psychic is a decent typing. Yeah, there's so many questions in here. Yeah, so great. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let you know my approach to team building. I used to be like the I'm gonna scout out my opponent kind of yep. thing, right, and build around it. I'm gonna try to counter them, and it has backfired so many times out of yes. so many times. I'm like, this opponent in almost like a year of factions has never brought a Giratina. Like, yeah, there's no way they're bringing Giratina. So I bring a team six times a week to Giratina, and they have a Giratina. Like, it's just, like, it's just wild, right? I feel like I'm, like, 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 if there's an algorithm, I feel like the algorithm's against me in factions, right? <laughs> I was, like, what is going on? Someone's got cameras in my place. Like, I do have yep. a cat camera, so they could be hacking that. But I was just, like, I was, like, how is this happening, right? 
And so I stopped doing that. I will say sometimes I look at my opponent's team and see like stuff that they stuff that they may, especially like ex expensive XL investments they might have, they might bring again or whatever certain trends they might have. But for the most part, I sit there and try to build a balanced team for myself or things that have worked well, especially for limited metas like Justicar. Uh, another example is Celestial, the other Ultra League limited meta. Like it was just like certain Pokemon that just kept week to week because they're just so good yeah. in yep. limited metas. And you could do that, right? Especially like Ember Cup is a good example of that one. But anyway, so that's so I, I've personally just stayed away from it and I'll typically make some switch ups. I sometimes like I'll get 3 0 and I'll just run the same team back. I'm just like, screw it. Like yeah. I, I didn't get sweat because of the team i just misplayed and i know i can make this team work and I'll, I'll i'll like run it back sometimes just to do that just to prove a point but for the most part i'll mix it up a little bit here or there but it's really to make adjustments for myself and keep my opponents yeah. guessing a little bit um but yeah did you do it any differently when you played factions dude i used to be a chronic like over corrector right i always tried to snipe what i thought my opponent was going to bring yeah. And uh, dude, the same thing happened to me, right? I felt like I had a great plan in place. I was like, okay, he's that my opponents brought the past four four weeks. They brought you know these key Pokemon with these rotations. I think I'm going to you know do this because this straddles like everything they brought, and I'll be able to beat everything. And uh, it rarely works out that way. It's mm -hmm. like hitting a moving target, right? Like you you can get really lucky and you can get a really solid matchup, but even then. Uh, especially when you get into the higher tiers of factions, there's such a, a high skill ceiling that a lot of people find ways to play out of it. If it's not move sets, then it's it's some kind of alignment niche or something creative that they do. I remember uh, this is a little bit unrelated, but I remember in Go Team Up, I had a team that was so good against my opponent, and somehow they just calculated that if they two shield their Unova Stunfisk every single game, they can <laughs> flip switch. And if I couldn't control switch in those matchups, I was in trouble. So I ended up like mm. losing that series. So I feel like. Uh, I, I feel like a, you need to identify what the meta is, and you can't like knock yourself off balance building an over, you know, like a snipe team, an overcorrected team. Mm -hmm. You have to have a team that plays against everything. But then again, like you, you have to build in some versatility, whether it's it's move sets. Uh, for example, like if you battle a Cresselia, there's no idea if it's Future Sight, Moonblast, Grass Knot, whatever. It could be Confusion, Psycho Cut, building in core picks that have versatile movesets I think is probably the, the biggest two lessons I learned. But I also haven't played factions in quite a while. So I would definitely take uh, Caleb's full advice on that. Would you come back to it? I don't know. It, the way the way that I approach factions, I spend a lot of time in it. Even mm -hmm. if I'm not team captain, I feel like I need to support all my teammates. So I'm looking at everybody's matchups and trying to contribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes it's a lot of time. It's time consuming, I will say that. <laughs> a lot of time. I will say, I feel like there's a huge opportunity for factions and team style content. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the community could really get behind that, but there just isn't anyone making team format content these days. It's in the works. It's in the works. Is it? Oh, Okay, I mean, I've okay. been like sporadically doing the go team up <laughs> finals. Thing. Yeah, remember when you casted the go team up finals like two yep. years ago, dude? I'm, I'm finally while. on that video. I gotta, I gotta make the final. I already did the semifinals, everything. Dude. My my teammates always joke. I drop like a video like every half year. I 
I always feel like I have so long to edit. That's the thing. It's just like so long. I feel like like, I've like back during like old weather ball status. Like that's how like long ago it was. Registeel didn't have zap cannon back then. Pelipper was a Registeel counter. (laughs) Dude, I remember I remember Jingles hitting number one in the world in the in the weather ball era. Um in in Go Battle League. I just want to say, dude, I feel like I have so many projects, but so do you. Like you still need to release vlogs from regionals. Okay, yeah. So I actually made a decision on that. Um, I'm gonna, and you might see sometime in a future regional. I'm gonna stop making vlogs on the regionals itself because there's just so many that happen, and just like uh, and vlogs. I mean, I tell you, like team formats take a while to edit. Vlogs take a long time to edit. There's just so much random stuff I have to sort through, and yeah, and, and vlogs can also be super boring if you don't edit it right. And I'm not saying like mine are the most entertaining, but they could be a lot worse if I didn't spend the time editing them. So, like, I, I think I have, like, a ton of footage from Toronto and Arlington still. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm just not going to do it. It just takes too long. But I will make still make vlogs for the internationals. Like, Australia, there's, there's some good stuff that happened there, right? And so that's going to be a good one. And then I'll still make a vlog for my San Diego one because I was there in person. You know, it was fun to, like, see us, like, predict, like, oh, what, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. Like, ain't going to be me that makes the top eight, you know, whatever. And here we are. Yeah. But so I think that could be interesting. But... For worlds and ICs, I'll probably cover that. I'm still like on the fence about if I'm going to cover one from if I compete at Hartford, Connecticut. If I'm going to do a mm-hmm. vlog there, I don't know. I, think I thought about I thought about making like two minute recaps for Twitter, yeah. and I thought about making like just like a ten minute recap, just so it fits like the YouTube uh, monetization yeah. threshold. But then mm-hmm. it's not like an hour long, you know? Yeah, all my videos are over ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, even ten, even if I try to cut it down to ten minutes, it's so tough. Yeah, yeah, true, it's true, so true. tough. So I think that's um, it's also uh, really hard for me to get clips now because the vods are expired on Twitch, and you can't clip and download stuff from YouTube. You have, have to, to use like a third party app to download the entire file, and then like when I edit like an eight hour vod just to get a ten second snippet, it's just so much. So. Work. So pro tip, uh, you might you might want to consider doing this if you do make the ICs and Worlds vlogs. Mm-hmm. You can use OBS and screen cap and just record on OBS the clip that you want. You just have to like fit the frame to the YouTube. You're a genius. There you go. I need to do that. Yeah. That is so – that's so much easier. <laughs> that's so much easier. Because all the projects. bots are saved on YouTube. Some, hey. some, sometimes in, in, in GBLA – competitors will upload their stuff to youtube uh-huh. or they'll do it in like a format that i can't uh i can't convert into my video editor so i have to like screen cap it first so dude yeah you just saved me like years off dude. of my life down right. the road i got your back I, I also like because i was thinking about like eventually like making like a caster reel and stuff and yes I was like, dude, like i remember this hype moment i commentated but it's all the way from like back in milwaukee like i can't like i had down the whole vod dude so smart so smart Speedy Chief, the Dude. real one. I got your back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so speaking of fashions, <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh. So who's Josh? I think the Just Car meta is actually pretty interesting. I I I had hesitation at first because especially Togo Tomorrow was like ranked number one. I was like, I ain't making no Hundo Togo Tomorrow. Like, come on now. Like, dude, that thing's so useless. It's so much dust. You have the best buddy and everything. Well, it's actually just turned out to be a sim hero. It's actually not as good as it is. But you know who's the recent like big MVP of Justicar? Take take Who? one guess. Uh, I, I don't even. Dude, I'm going to be completely transparent. I don't even know the typings. At uh, all it's out. a it's a it's a psychic type. 
a psychic type Recent in Ultra. Got above. Yeah. Um, Mr. Rhyme. I don't know. No, no, no. Slow okay. King. Slow King. Dude, that thing no shreds. Shot. Yeah, because it's, it's psychic and poison, right? So that it has confusion. So it beats like Cobalion, beats Gengar, beats Ooh. Tentacruel, beats Charizard, right? Now that you have Surf as well, you can spam out. Straight up uh, Yeah, you can beat you could beat Ampharos in the one and two shield. Ampharos with Brutal Swing is not enough, right? Even that super effective is Brutal Swing. Ampharos kind of trash. Yeah. Uh, I, say say Ampharos. <laughs> I will say I did use Ampharos in my week one adjust the car, and it was pretty solid. Because it okay. beats Victini. My Ooh. opponent, Waza Sykes, actually built his only Victini for Ultra League. I was like, dude, is dude. this worth it? I don't know. I know Panic did as well, too. Dude, um, mine's 1463 in Great League. I'm never going to use it. I'm, yeah, I guess so. But, like, I'm still keeping it for Great League. Like, I don't think okay. Victini's that busted. But, you know, hey. Okay. Do you, do you, you know, and people yeah. want to use it to use it. Um, but Fair. yeah, I like the, I like the meta overall. I think it's pretty solid. Oh, it also beats Galarian Weezing. Like that confusion mm-hmm. damage is nasty, right? And you go run Hex yeah. as well. You beat uh, a Lolan Raichu too. Like there's win cons against Lolan Raichu, even though they're resisting confusion. Oh, Kinda shoot. Wild. You, you had to land the Shadow Ball, but still it's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to, Slow King's going to be everywhere. There's very few things that beat it. Which is kind of wild, dude. I was playing Psychic Cup yesterday, and literally, I'm telling you, if if not yeah. one slow, there were two. It'd be yeah, slow, bro, yeah, slow yeah. King. I was wondering that. I was because yeah. uh, one of my friends was asking for our Psychic Cup team. I was like, why don't just run the slow bro and slow king? <laughs> like, it could be interesting. They're all running the Galarian version, right? Not the or are they running the non-Galarian, like the Canto version too, or the the non non-Galarian version? They're running the Galarian version. <sighs> They're running the yeah, it's it's Galarian Slowbro, Galarian Slow King. Hmm. Every time. Yeah. I mean it's pretty good it's, into all the Gardevoir. True. It's always Slow King with Hex, Surf Shadow Ball, and then hmm. Bro with uh Surf and I saw yeah, Poison Sludge Jab? Bomb. Poison Jab. Yeah. Yeah. It's really and, uh Slow King's really good on Safe Swap. I was using it before yeah. it had Surf as a mm-hmm. Safe Swap inside Cup. That was a lot of fun. Dude, I don't know if we're gonna well, I guess we'll get back to GBL so we can finish our, our last question, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, so who is Josh? That's that's my thing. I think um, yeah. I I personally don't. I I sometimes throw in a spice week. I threw in um <laughs> a seeking last last cycle in open ultra league. Yeah, I didn't end up using it, but I did three on my opponent. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. but I just wanted to mess people up. So they're like, what the heck a seeking? Yeah, I didn't even make I, it because it's so expensive. I want the hundo seeking. That's one of the cool things I want to make. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, Save it as a passion project. It's I don't know if I yeah. vouch for a hundred percent. Manning says, "The more I hear you suggesting to steal your ideas, the more I'm inclined to reconsider applying at Niantic." Yeah, do, it. do it. I'll mention you in my employee of the year speech. Then after implementing all your ideas, though, yo, <laughs> I mean, take I'll, it, dude. Take it. Don't even. No need for that, right? You just you make like a Bastion outfit, right, as a costume, and I'll be happy with that. You push that, and it's good. I don't want you to get in trouble for admitting that you stole some ideas. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, honestly, man, if, if you if you got into Niantic and you use all the ideas we talked about, we'd be so happy. We wouldn't even care. Dude, we, we would we'd actually want Niantic. you to get a raise. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about Niantic, too, uh, Michael kind of broke some silence there. Did you see that? My, that could be a tea topic on its Dude, own. Dude, we have man. so much stuff. Do you want to just talk about that real quick while we're at uh, it? Yeah, let me, let me pull up the tweets just so I'm accurate. Yeah, I'm going to... um. 
I'm honestly just like, there's not like a specific tweet from Michael. I'm just going to look at his yeah. tweet replies, I guess, because I think first of all, though, congratulations are in order to Michael. Yes, in, in all seriousness. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude, man works hard, but also he recently is now a father with yes. his wife Rachel, and they named their baby Miles, which I was like. Dude, I know, I know Rachel's handle in, in Pokemon Go is just Rachel. Michael's handle in Pokemon yeah. Go is just Michael. I was like, you gotta lock out lock down Miles somehow. Like Thor's <laughs> got Miles, like, you gotta give it up, man. Like, you gotta keep the family tradition going. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, no, but huge congratulations to Michael. First yes. time uh becoming a father. I mean, that's a huge, huge deal. And uh he should be super proud, man, because this baby looks beautiful. I mean, the family looks wonderful. That's amazing. It's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And if you haven't met Michael in person, like he's a He's a great guy. He's so too. cool, man. So he nice, really yeah. is cool. He really is nice. Um, but uh, yeah. So Michael, uh, he actually responded to Lauren's tweet, Lauren Lolly's tweet about. So what exactly does a community manager do, right? And a bunch of people yeah. were like talking stuff and whatever, and mostly hating on community managers and stuff. Not all, lots of shade, of them, right? And then lots so Michael responds. I'll just read the A part tweet. Uh, okay. because I'm not even going to paste it on the screen for YouTube audience because it's so long, but I'll just do, I'll just read his real quick. But Michael says, well, I've been locked out to it for 24 hours. Thanks, Elon. And I missed a big one. For what it's worth, I think our current lead manager is actually incredible. They do a phenomenal job bringing real feedback to the team and advocate for what I see everybody wanting. I have mad respect for all community managers. They need to be on the front lines and take heat from players like this while still fighting for those same players on a daily basis. It's a thankless job and one I don't envy at all. It's easy to assume community managers also aren't talking to players when they can't publicly do so, but I hope you all can trust me when I say that they really do actively talk with community leaders from all across the world and are always looking to expand that program. One of the biggest challenges that comes with working on a massive game like Pokemon Go is that there are literally tens of millions of trainers to support and all of you have different, completely different play styles and things that interest you. I can totally empathize with frustration from certain groups of players when they feel like their needs aren't being met or their voices are, uh, are not heard. We never intend for that to be the case, but it can definitely happen. And hey, I'd be lying if I said I felt Pokemon Go perfectly suited my own personal play style and desires. And as an active player myself, even I can be frustrated with things when it seems like I have the power to actually make changes that suit me. But seeing how things have uh, things happen behind the scenes and how incredibly complex managing a massive game like this can be uh, does help me put aside my own frustrations for what I believe is best for the overall health of the game and our entire mm-hmm. player base not just my own desires. Anyway, I got off on a bit of a tangent here, but this is all for me to say that I fully back our wonderful community managers at um, Pokemon Go. Honestly, I feel incredibly lucky with who we have representing you all. I've seen much, much worse many times over because Michael has worked with other games too. Um, There is one tweet too somewhere where he, I don't know where it was. He says, uh, he did, okay, it it was under Aziz Wireless tweet and he says, um yeah he wrote something about how like he sometimes overlooks like a lot of the pp changes oh yeah he said he took personal responsibility for the lack of moveset updates yeah which, which was kind of surprising to me you know like we, we know we know michael's a, a battler right he's one of mm-hmm. the yeah he's one of the only niantic employees that i'm even familiar with that publicly talks about reaching legend 
mm-hmm. every season. And I've battled Michael several times as well. I remember fighting his 100% Malamar in Ultra League Premier Classic. And, <laughs> nice. and he's really good, right? He's really talented yep. at it. So I was a bit surprised, right? Like I thought he was head of global product and he's also doing movesets. Uh, he has his hands in lots of pots too, trying to help out where he can. Yeah, it was under Z's wise too. So. So, so I see it now. It says, uh, dang, dude, what is up my my mouse these days all right um mouse is possessed dude my mouse is yeah okay so he uh it was these guys gave some feedback from michael after thank you michael for responding and he said so this is after his eight part tweet he says i will personally take accountability for the lack of major balance changes in pvp this season it's something i usually keep my eye on so that's on me however i do hope battlers can take the long view on this and trust that we'll continue to improve and tweak over time and try not to forget it was literally just last season when we made some major balances uh, balance changes in PP. We want to continue shaking things up every season, and I think we've been good about that for most seasons to date. And wait, well, hey, dude, Michael just had a child, right? Him and his wife yeah. just have their own child, so I don't blame Michael for not being on top of this season's updates and stuff too. And you know, I I appreciate Michael taking personal account, but I don't know if it's all on Michael though, right? Again, like Michael seems like the kind of guy that says if anyone's going to take the heat, I'd rather take the heat so that you know True. my coworkers, the people that I lead don't which i think is admirable admirable yes uh, i don't know if i can comfortably fault michael 100 percent for this one but again yeah. i don't know we don't know how the operations work exactly at niantic so yeah. who's to say <laughs> maybe it's all on michael who knows right but uh, i mean given maybe. his current life situations like i would not blame him and again there's been like little things that have been adding to change pp right like we got this like the slow poke day that obviously it makes we talked about Psychic Cup and, you know, Factions metas. Yep. It makes a difference. Maybe not in open show six play Pokemon tournaments, but for other metas, it does have some impact. And then we also have the release of Shadow Grimer and all this other stuff. And so that yep. might make actual changes. So there's like some gradual changes here or there that can take place without a big sweeping GBO season update. Yep. But, you know, again, we're not like defending nice Ashes here. Like we would love a big GBL season update every three months, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there. It's yeah. not all like cons, right? There are some pros here, or there. Exactly. Or some positives. It's not all doom and gloom, right? Like, like I, I think I tweeted out when the season update came out. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty crushed by this. But there's still some levers that can be pulled, and I think adding new shadows, introducing new moves, having the community days, you know, special uh, legacy moves during go battle days, that kind of stuff. I think those are all levers that can be pulled. It's just we would like to see an immediate impact, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like uh, we have to wait for it and it's slow and it unfolds over time. Yeah, as they say, patience is a virtue. But in the it's day tough. of 2023, man, there's a lot of things pulling your attention. And 2023, uh, what a year! Yeah, if you're not <laughs> if you're not keeping up, something else might pull people's attention. So yeah, there's that. But uh anyway so i thought that was interesting i don't know if that's worthy enough for tea but you know those those yeah. stuff that go, went on no but you again know. i feel like the, the last point i'll make is that michael saying all this is great right we love to hear from michael because he always adds insights that we weren't aware of and like he points out several times here there's a lot of things that the community managers and niantic as a whole just cannot tell us Mm-hmm. They've got so much uh, paper or not not paperwork, sorry, but so much red tape to cut through. So many NDAs, so many different uh, you know IPs they have to protect. I get all that, and maybe that's part of the fault, right? Maybe it's it's part of the problem that our community manager can't communicate with us publicly. 
Mm-hmm. I think that is a huge issue because if our community managers were were polling the public or they were asking for feedback or they were actually interacting with us and sending messages back about what they what they think in response, I think we would all feel more connected. So maybe, mm-hmm. Michael, I don't know if you're going to listen to this ever, but maybe that'd be a good uh, thing to explore, right? Because we'd love to interact more with this game that we love. Yeah. Like, I know they have a lot going on, too. I think... Yeah. Is it is it biased to say I wish they interacted? I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll leave that for I'll save that for a different time. <laughs> oh, okay. Tune in. Tune in to episode ninety two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not ninety two. <laughs> I have like thoughts, but I don't want to say the wrong thing because they're not like form like they're not as well thought yeah. out. I'm not like trying to like be like PC or anything. I just don't. I don't know if my thoughts are fully thought out well. Half baked ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not baked at all in person, but just half baked <laughs> ideas. Just to clarify fair fair all right we got some events coming up and this next one is going to be an interesting one it is none other than togetic community day what is that about let's get it all right Togetic, dude these babies are never coming out (laughs) let's just say that it's gonna be togetic not togepi but togetic will be spawning in the wild and Dude, these are just worth a hundred dust. I hate that. Like, they're technically not the first stage evolution, but oh. like, you know, how, like Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee stuff, they're still worth a hundred dust because even they don't though count the baby form, yeah, yeah, like even though Tyrook exists, yeah, even yeah, though Tyrook yeah. exists, second stage evolution is technically. But I guess like people are, like scared that they're going to form like a Jigglypuff nest or something, right? Because Jigglypuff is a pre-evolution. So true, true, true. Uh, I mean, hey, if if you got people hunting down like Jigglypuff nests every every week, like that's not the end of the world, in my opinion. But the the bonus, though, is that we do get a guaranteed XL from every catch. Yes, yeah. From uh, well, we'll have plenty of XLs after this one. <laughs> I will Dude, say. I, I wanted to ask before we jump all the way into this: have you have you ever done XL trades for Togepi? Uh, I have. Yeah, I have. A, I have a max out Togekiss. Yeah, me too. I, I yeah. have seven hundred and seventeen XLs in my bag Wait, right now, and that's all from trades or or catching Togetics. But you already made a Hundo. I have a hundo. I haven't built it yet. You haven't built anything, man. What's your dust at right now? What's your dust at? People keep asking. Dude, dude Ryan Colgrove's like, hey, if it, he was telling me at this recent tournament, in-person tournament, he's like, hey, if you all lose a bet next time, like you should be like winner, like makes the other person power up three Pokemon. I was like, dude, speedy we, has we already, power up. We already covered that, bro. We covered the camera up. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But he's saying three this time. I was like, dude, oh, I cannot afford that. On. So I need to win that bet. <laughs> like, come on, I literally Ryan. can't afford three level 50 stuff. But but also, what's your dust at, man? Like, what, what's Dude. I thought you spend it or what? What's going Dude. on here? I need to have a spending stream. Dude, you're at what? What is that? Uh, I can't. I guess a little blurry for me. Okay, I'm at fifteen million six hundred sixty-six k. Fifteen million dust. What do you? Yeah, bro. What was it at before when you initially said you're going to spend all this? Stuff? Weren't you at seven million or something? Uh, I think it was ten. Right when I got to ten, I was like, was all right, I got ten. Yeah, I, I felt like so. it was less than ten. It was like eight. Dude, I have I have so many different streams I want to do. So many like <laughs> the Stardust stream, the uh, future PvP streams, the GBLA streams. I got so much that I want to make. You're going to be streaming that in like 2025. Uh, 2025, what a year. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be on episode 200 <laughs> by then. Yeah, I have oh, 117 good. Togepi candy XLs, but I, I already oh, made nice. my hundo, so. Fair, fair. Yeah. yeah. We also talked about this. Uh, what was the other XL that we made? The the Grimer, we talked about that last yeah. week. Yeah, that one yeah. I have spent. Uh, XLs. How many XLs do you have for Togepi? 771. Oh, that's or still wait. a lot more than me because because I mean, even though seven. I made one, like I didn't, <laughs> I I didn't spend seven like 600 oh, something. Excuse me, 717 
you you probably hatch more eggs than me too. Yeah, I assume you hatch a lot of togepies. I don't really hatch a lot of eggs. Mm-hmm. I'm on a single single incubator grind unless I got twelve twelve kilometer eggs. But nice. Uh, speaking of which, I trolled that I hatched three twelve kilometer eggs without a star piece on. Luckily, I timed like my egg <laughs> time like my egg mileage was not correct. Uh-huh. I was doing community day with a friend, and I was like, oh, I was like, dude, try to remind me in like a few minutes to throw on a star piece because I'm not sure when they're gonna hatch. They're like about one point eight kilometers away. Yeah. And in the first we hatch, I'm like, oh, no, dude, the but GPS the like catches six, up. Yeah, but the well, I, I, no, I just honestly wasn't checking for like 30 minutes straight, and oh, okay. like it's just natural. But it was like instant, instantly got 1.8. But the thing is, luckily I put those three eggs in like a second before the other one, so they're like uh, one kilometer off. So I, I was able to get the extra dust for the other nine 12 kilometer eggs, but still, yeah, still saw some dust. Anyway. Togepi, Togepi community, <laughs> we got Togepi, uh, Togepi spawning. If you're lucky, you get shiny. I'm already been shiny, but there's that. And then if you evolve into Togekiss, it can learn Aura Sphere. 100 okay. power. Uh, whatever. I'm not going to say the stats. Yeah. It's a little better than Flamethrower. Let's just put it that way for PP. Yeah. Um, uh, for for against Steels, but if you get some Metagross, the Flamethrower is much better because Super Factor, whereas Metagross resists or, or it takes neutral from Aura Sphere from the fighting move. Yeah, I mean, it's like a slight upgrade for the most part against most Steel types, but I mean, it's going to be a big upgrade against stuff like Bastion, but. Dude, yeah. Charm takes a while to get to. Like, you shield one or here, you can still farm it all the way down. Like, you still not being no Bastion, right? Exactly. So, it's it's an interesting coverage move, but I don't know. Maybe if they give a fairy win one day, it could be useful. But right mm-hmm. now, we don't have that. Uh, event bonuses, nothing in particular. The biggest one is one fourth hatch distance uh, when eggs are placed in incubators. And it is happening on Saturday, April 15th. 5 p.m. Oh, no, sorry. 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And then a bonus, like, raid battles from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., which also happens to be during EUIC, Europe International Championships. Yep. But uh, hopefully, you know, for anyone attending, they lure up the place, have a bunch of stops and gyms and whatever, so you can yeah. just catch away. Yeah. Again, I, I do want to point out, like, I saw screenshots. I think I mentioned this last week. I saw screenshots from Natal and from... Uh, the previous regional, and there were so many stops at both of these events. That's mm-hmm. again, there there are pros and cons, right? Vancouver, and yeah. Niantic is Vancouver. Niantic is crushing it with those stops. Yeah, they've been doing good. So like, I've been like less and less worried about these community days without stuff. Yeah. I mean, it would suck if it's like a triple dust community day, mm-hmm. but I mean, even then, there's so many spawns. Like even that, you could probably rack up quite a bit. It's more so that if you're playing or stuff or staffing it or commentating it, you just can't be catching all the time. So. Yeah. Agreed. But you know, when that gold plus plus comes out, I'm gonna be Dude. hitting that button for those great balls and ultra balls, man. They're catching everything. Gonna be going off. It's gonna be off. Yeah, it's gonna be going off for sure. Can't wait. I'll be have that in my pocket, you know, just click on it while commentating. <laughs> nah, that might be too much. I might just use the regular balls for that. But um that's about it. Uh so we'll see how it goes. It's nothing like super wild, but it could be interesting if it ever gets fairy win one day. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I mean, you have plenty of so, right? I was looking at the at the simulations here for Master League, and Fairy Win Togekiss in Master League is actually worse. It, it doesn't win as many like hard matchups. I think that's what you get in these sims a lot. It's it's you know one shield, one shield each, mm-hmm. full HP. It's not very dynamic, right? There's not a whole lot of baits going on here, anything like that. Are you but running Dazzling Gleam or no? So I've on this one, I have Ancient Power Flamethrower with the Charm variant, mm-hmm. and then I have. Um, fairy wind with ancient power and flamethrower, and then I added yeah. in b- beneath those uh, each of them. I have ancient power with uh, aura sphere, and apparently fairy wind, aura sphere, ancient power, togekiss can beat 
Excadrill if you bait with the ancient power. Yeah, dude, you're more of a steel kind at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Also beating Groudon as well, but generally it doesn't look that impressive. This isn't a huge change up for these Pokemon, but I don't know. I mean, it'll be cool. I think Dazzling Gleam needs to be a little bit cheaper for it to be relevant with Fairy Wind. I think yeah. that'd be because even if you get Fairy Wind, if you're running Dazzling Gleam, like yeah, you shield the Dazzling Gleam if you're I don't know, like a like a Zekrom, you're fine, right? You just hit it with yeah. ball charges, right? So I think that's it's a little tricky. I don't know. Toe Kiss is always interesting because it's like it's got incredible typing, fairy and flying. You double resist those fighting moves and stuff, and like it's really great. But then you're also super weak to all the Brocks and you know ice and everything too. Exactly. So it's yeah, double edged sword. I mean, I think it's great for Master League accessibility because since Premier or since uh, Classic is now gone, this mm-hmm. is a great chance for everybody to get their level fifty Togekiss. And I mean. It's powerful, right? Even if you do get hardwalled yeah. mm-hmm. by Metagross, you can beat all the Garchomps, all the Dragonites. Yeah. It's still the it's... best. I think it's still one of the best, if not the best charmer in Master League. Oh, definitely. Better than yeah. Sylveon, for sure. Even though Sylveon's faster. Yeah, yeah. Sylveon, if you're running Quick Attack, that's a different story, but that's like True. it doesn't make you a charmer anymore. <laughs> so Exactly. There's that. Um, but yeah, that's about it for that event. Uh, GBL, how's that going for you? dude i got my season starting elo yesterday okay okay so i'm at uh i'm at 2300 right now so yeah progress okay all right i haven't made any progress since we last talked because i just haven't been playing as much but i've been playing some ultra league and it's been it's been great you've been doing side cup i kind of wish i'm just like too lazy to make a side cup team at this point because like it's almost over by the time you all hear this it's over (laughs) it's about like an hour until it's over but all right, so obviously, right, getting my starting ELO and being at 2300, these battles are not top tier, right? They're not like Juanillo, who's in the 28s, right? Dude, that but, guy's always grinding. <laughs> dude, he is insane. There's something something with his brain, man. He's a genius. But uh, I just wanted to say, I did get two four ones with Shadow Girafferig in Psychic oh. Cup. So, how about that? Uh, okay, okay. I will give it to you. In Psychic Cup, I still don't see how that's good. What do you? What faster are you running? Confusion. I'm running. I'm running double kick. But that's like also resisted by every psychic type. What? What's the charge moves on it? Dude, it's very hard to double kick down a Galarian Slowbro. Dude, it's hard to kick down. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's double, <laughs> dude, everything resists the double kick, and then most things double resist it. You got like Malmar that takes neutral, but it's non-stab double kick. Like it just means you can get fat farm, man. Come on. Uh, but dude, no, I don't no. Know if you can survive long enough for fat farm, dude. but. Two of the targets are Malamar and Bronzong. If I get those like low after a, f- a foul play, then I can come in double kick shield once, and then I can just like double Thunderbolt, and I always get the shield back, right? Wait, so what is it running? It's running Thunderbolt, and what's the second move? And Psychic Fangs. Oh, yeah. Okay, a little so bit it's bit. not, it's not, yeah, it's a bit bait dependent, right? Dude, but the Psychic bad. Fangs can be really good. How well. are you winning with that? That's kind of wild. Bro, bro, I actually recorded some games. Who, who knows? Content soon? Okay, okay. Let's I'm waiting for the um, YouTube video in two years. But but honestly, to be oh, nice. To be fair, to be fair, the the core of Malamar and Galarian Rapidash is it's unparalleled. It's so freaking good. You so running oh right, so you're running Malamar, Galarian Rapidash, and Giraffe? And giraffe. Don't you get like steamroll by like a shadow Gardevoir in the back with two shields? Uh, so Gardevoir was really, really common, especially oh, in the, the 
That's slow. in the first week of psychic. But now I haven't seen a Gardevoir in like three or four days. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, that's a good point. It's a good point. I used to run Bronzong with Faint Attack just for that Gardevoir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was wondering because I saw so many. Like, yep. um, what's his name? I I was watching Tom Cruise's stream. Not Tom Cruise the actor. The Cruise. <laughs> the Tom Cruise. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. His parents did him dirty with that name. <laughs> you're never gonna you're never gonna be the top of Google search. It's spelled differently, I think, too. Dude, dude, you know how so. you know how I, I don't know how common it was where you grew up, but a lot of people in Mississippi had the last name of Case, C A S E. Did you ever hear that uh, name? maybe like once or twice, like, but not not very common. Like Rebecca Case was like a very, you know, like run of the mill oh, name. Anyways, yeah, okay. I always thought it'd be super cruel if a parent named their kid Justin. Justin Case? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Easy claps. Yeah. I I know someone in my school, their last name was Lucy. It was like Ryan Lucy. And uh, our teachers always joke with him. Be like, hey, if you have a daughter, you would name her Lucy Lucy. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, a little dad joke humor from our Spanish teacher. But um, there was yeah. one kid in my school. His name was Scott Summers. And if you know oh, anything about X Men, that's actually lit. Cyclops named Scott Summers, right? Spelled exactly the same way. And I asked him, I was like, "Are your parents like fans of X Men?" He's like, "Yeah, they kind of are." <laughs> so, so it was kind of well timed. But yeah, oh, Tom Cruise. God. Anyway, not to be confused with the actor, the cruise ship. Uh, I was checking out his stream, and he's trying to hit Legend running a Lunatone. Oh, really? And Psychic Club, at least, like it's like kind of okay, but like he's trying to run it massively again, like Ultra League, everything. Because it's his favorite Pokemon. I was like, dude, dude I'm not going to lie. Hitting Legend in general is hard. <laughs> hitting Legend with a Lunatone ain't easy. I'm just saying. Dude. He's not like a big PP guy, but he's been he's been grinding, right? And I told him, I was like, look, the good news, Tom, is that you're going to have content for years. Because <laughs> true, it's going to be like, uh, it's gonna be like uh, what's his name? Reverse trying to catch that shiny Phoebus, right? Dude, or or uh, Crimson K trying to buzz Wall to Legend in all three leagues. But he actually did, right? He did it, yeah. yeah it took yeah. him like... Last week of the season, but he, he pulled it off. He did, he did. But you awesome. only spent one season doing that, right? Or did you spend yeah. multiple seasons? Okay. Just one. Yeah, Cruz, Tom Cruise might be spending a couple of seasons. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, like, I don't know if I'd be willing, down for that challenge. I, that is a tough ask. But he'd be right. like, yeah, dude. Like, Caleb, like, uh, I was in his chat. He's like, he showed me some of his VODs. He's like, dude, dude, I was up. I was playing so well. I was doing so good. And then this dang Shadow Gardevoir in the back was just charming me to death, right? <laughs> And I, I remember I saw one game where he actually lagged a little bit too because he had a glaring Rapidash. I think he like yeah. couldn't get off a second bison against a charm like Gardevoir. I was like, what? Yeah, I looked at really? it. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you missed like a full charm just went yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, I was like, say you you missed like a lot of turns here. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, but uh, yeah, he was he was Malden for sure. Yeah, because he was running like a Malmar, a Lunatone, and a Rapidash. Okay. Okay. Oh, I mean the Malamar Rapidash again. That core busted. Yeah, he was running like rock throw on the Loon Tone. I was like, you know what you should do? You should just just go straight fast from pressure. Go Gardevoir, Lunatone, and I forgot what I said for the Bruxish. other one. Bruxish. Yeah, no, I said Bruxish. Yeah, Bruxish. I was like, just muscle through. No. Just two shield the Gardevoir and like muscle through. Like throw psychic fangs, weaken them, muscle through. Because Lunatone, if you get that onto a Victini, you're in an okay spot, right? So. <laughs> With Roxo, I mean, it could be interesting, but, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. I okay, I will yeah. say I will say the the Psychic Cup is not as bad as I thought it would be this season. Yeah, I didn't even try it because I thought it was gonna be pretty bad. But apparently, Brush yeah. is not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I was like, you have super effective bite in a Psychic Cup. How do you not destroy everything? But apparently, it's just super frail and stuff. 
dude, Shadow Shadow uh Draft Rick Thunderbolt one shots easily for Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. A blast broom one shots too, and it resist it resists fire like it's so frail. <laughs> Wait, what are you blast burning on in Psychic Cup? No, no, I was uh it was when uh during Color Cup there was Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I was like, I can't Wait, remember if Shadow Charles or a non shadow, but either way. Either one, either one. Yeah. But okay. Well we'll see. We're still grinding through. Speaking of blast burn though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw in the Utrecht regional. I was I was keeping up with a lot of it. It was huge though. It took a while. So like I was like up late watching some of the Utrecht regionals yeah. this past weekend. And Jonkis made it pretty far with the Shadow Charizard, not gonna lie. Dude, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was pretty wild. He did pretty well. But the guy that won it all, uh uh John John uh John Yoa. John Yoa. Dude. Guy was Quacked, man. He was Dude. playing so well. So he, he gets knocked down to a loose bracket by Sta- uh, Sassan in the winners finals. Three oh. Beats yeah, be- yeah, beats uh Jonkis in game in five games. It was super close games for sure. And then goes against Sassan again, gets a rematch. Three O's in the first set and three ones in the second set. Dude, this guy was catching everything. It was wild. His gameplay was like crisp. I was like, what is going on? I want to watch that back today. I, I didn't get a chance yeah. to, to watch it when it was live, so Pardon. I want to watch it back. But dude, just watching how Statistan plays and how confident he is, mm-hmm. if you 3-0 Statistan, you are on one already. For him yeah, to 3-0, then 3-1? Yeah. Dude. After losing, after getting swept, comes back. Yeah, that guy was. Dude, it's like Reggie Central, too, in Europe. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. They love the Reggie seal over Galarian Selfish. But it, it makes them all way weaker to shadow Charizard and Charizard in general, which is why I think Charizard has so much success in Europe and not as much success in North America because there's Ooh. not as many Reggie seal. Interesting. But, yeah, but okay. tons of water gun. Dude, this is the most disheartening thing. No, no, no hate on like people that use water gun lantern, like Dialap Churn inspired a lot of people. Dialap and Zardi, right? Zardi also yep. won a regional with water gun lantern same weekend same weekend it, it breaks a swamper alone nine tails core and it's really good against glitter stumpfist right which is why maybe a lot of people are running registered to avoid that matchup but mm-hmm. it still beats reggie still like the ones and twos i think like it's still pretty good against reggie it's just busted yeah. but here's the thing so you just mostly just lose a mirror matchup and maybe don't win the knockdown matchup as hard but like you're yeah. not really beating that lantern in most situations with knockout yeah, but this is the most disheartening thing. We're talking about like how do we change this meta stuff? Like maybe we yeah. got Force Lantern to run Water Gun says Spark. Dude, Water Gun Lantern's still busted too. It's honestly better in some situations. Like what? Like and then I'm like, okay, what? You nerf Thunderbolt? And I look at the stats. Thunderbolt and Thunder are pretty much the same thing. Thunder's a little bit more expensive in energy, but it's more energy efficient. Five more energy for more damage. Yeah, you get more energy efficiency. I was like, you got nerf Thunder and Thunderbolt. Like, dude. dude we opened Pandora's box and we can't close it. Like, I don't know how to close this thing, right? I already threw a bunch of furniture in front of the door and tried to deadbolt it. It's just like, it's, it's just still coming through. Like, this is this is crazy. What do we do? Dude, it reminds me of uh, the movie Evil Dead when they open the Necronomicon and that thing is just like panning through the woods towards them and they shut the door and it still comes through. It's like Lantern, man. You can't yeah. put it away. I feel like we're in a scary movie. Like we're like Jason yeah. or like Freddy Krueger's coming after us and we can't do anything to stop this thing, right? Dude, dude, imagine, imagine, right? You go diving and you get deep into the water and it's super dark and then this yellow light comes on and it's a lantern. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so scared. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this thing is just like, I don't know. Like, what do you do? And again, people are like, maybe just more people should use Altaria. But the problem with Altaria is, dude, that Tremnant matchup is not fun for Altaria. No. Like, yeah, you win it, but like, it's not that close. And also, like, 
not even trying to match up the med- match up with Medicham's not fun too. Those ice punches chunk, man. Like, what the heck? dude, it's just so crazy because because you're right. That's yeah. been our thinking for the past few months. Like, yeah. we have to do something to limit Lantern some way, right? Like, maybe suggest a nerf to Spark or Thunderbolt or whatever. But now the meta's even going that direction, and oh. it's still strong. It's still so strong, dude. <sighs> oh, I don't get it. So dumb, but you know, I mean, I I get it, like. Most people didn't see the surf thing coming like this, but this is Dude, where, you know. One thing we can agree on. Mm-hmm. You ready? Unanimous yeah. agreement. Thanks for Surf Lantern, Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. This man wanted Volt Switch on it, too. I didn't even look takes. at the Sims, dude. I'm I'm scared of Volt Switch. It's probably even worse. Yeah, that's okay. Well, you know, we should always reconsider when we're thinking about taking advice from a guy that loses a Spindo, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude. Caleb, Caleb chose violence. Also, the spin did it, too. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even need that much violence to be Arrow, but <laughs> here we are. Dude. Anyway, so I'm John Ayoa, so though, played amazing, too. Sad Stan as well, and Jonkis, too. Jonkis played really – I mean, there's some really cool uh, – there's a lot of top-tier trainers that I saw there. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a guy named Lorenzo. That dude played yes. really well. Dude's massive too. Oh my gosh! It looks like he came out of like WWE to like play Pokemon. <laughs> Actually, Dude. but he played really well too. And then, um, doc- Stone some collection doctor. Was... So yeah. I didn't see a lot of Stone Collection, but I saw Doctor uh, Gby. I think yes. Uh, he's like friends with Chun, the guy that ran Lorantis, who who also had Lorantis again at this tournament. But um, but yeah, yeah, that guy played really well too. And he only he only lost to Jonkis in like a game three, like decisive game three, because he he tried to call a like a Dragon Tail bait against his little oh. nine tails, two shields up, and it was a blast run. And he had med in the back, it was over. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. You can see the audible, um, audible curse word from his mouth. When it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I honestly wonder, man, I honestly wonder if we should do like a, a recap of the regional every single week when we do our podcast, have like a regional recap section. Yeah. Um, I just I didn't watch say, like all of it. I watched a same. good chunk of it, which is why, like I don't feel like the expert, but I think it's worth mentioning because there's some really good plays, right? And we might not catch yeah. all of them too. So, I will say uh, the top three finishers. There were two Muse, Statistan, and yeah. I'm so cool. curious about that because I feel like I don't EV get it. Tournaments like have way more spice, and like they yeah. they feel like subpar compared to the meta, right? Like it just doesn't feel as strong. Like, like the Mew doesn't feel as strong in the meta as something like maybe a Sableye. And here's the thing, right? Especially because there's less glare and Stumpfist, the Mew is not nearly as strong, right? And you have to yes. wild charge these Lantern. But people are doing well with it. People are doing well with Charizard. People are doing well with Registeel over Glare and Stumpfist. Right? EJB had a Registeel too and all this stuff. And, yeah. I mean, it's not to say Registeel is like that much worse than Glare and Stumpfist, but it's just way less of them. And I always wonder, what does it look like if an EU player brings their standard or like standard i mean their teams are always like a little spicier yeah they're spicier teams into a north america regional dude i feel like we see people in north america maybe just don't know how to run these things I mean, we see an arrow try bring dunsparce right we see people bring, try to bring shadow charizard but it doesn't have the same success as it does in north america than it does in other regions i wonder what the reasoning is is it because north american yeah. players are just so meta-centric that they do not allow for any room for spice to thrive or is that eu players are just better at playing spice or like in other regions are better at playing spice that they can work around the meta i don't i don't know it's like it's it's like a because i think like their teams work but they're also going against other eu spice teams so that it's like hard to actually make that comparison 
Dude, I think I, before we go any further, I think you need to clip that question and put it on Twitter and start like a debate. Because I'm really curious. I'm really curious to hear. Um, I will say, I will say that the the North American meta is so dominated by Umbreon, Sableye, Trevenant, and Noctowl. It feels like there's no room for Mew, right? Like you ran double Ghost in San Diego, you know, and and the Noctowl. So yeah. if you have something that double resists Shadow Claws in in the form of Noctowl, mm-hmm. right, needs two wild charges to KO, mm-hmm. and then you have two Ghost types, the Sableye, which dominates the Mew. Yeah. Like how how is there any room at all for a pure psychic like that? Uh, my Registeel wasn't too bad too. Like you got to throw true. like wild charges and true. Yeah, Bastion's not terrible into Mew either. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, to, to be fair, Bosox. Well, my team's place, a little weirder, but yeah. Well, Bosox plays second in, in Orlando with Dunsparce, right? But that was like, as far as I understand it, that might have been peak Dunsparce for NA. Yeah, that might have been. I don't think there I was. Think. Uh, Smurfy ran top eight in with Dunsparce in Vancouver. Made it to fourth place with Dunsparce, but true. That's probably the. That's probably honestly the most. Well, and the arrow went fourth place as well with Dunsparce. So yeah. Um. So those are probably the two other notable performances of Dunsparce. Like it's not bad. It's just like, it doesn't have the same like, like same level of high performance or like results as EU does. So I'm actually very yeah. curious about. I don't know. So Agent Magikarp was third with Dunsparce at OCIC. Otherwise, it was Inadequance, Status Stand. Wait, wasn't Valley Vish third at OCIC? He was fourth, oh, right? Oh, because yeah. because he already qualified. Though, oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yeah. But you're right; he did finish third. It's just oh the, no, but Valley Vish uh, had a Dunsparce in the OCIC too, so he he also yeah third place still like Dunsparce, yeah. So it works either way. Yeah, but again, yeah. not NA, right? So not know. NA. Yeah, Bosox was the only NA to place or to qualify for Worlds with Dunsparce. Yeah. Crazy. I got I the know. receipts. Bosox got that D-Gen Shadow Charm Ninetales strat going on, too. Which Dude, a lot of also, people... He convinced a lot of people that that was a better way to go, but I don't think so. I think he just made it work. Because <laughs> a lot of people were like, he, after, like, yeah, I feel like the Powder Snow, like, I remember, like, one of my patrons actually said, like, hey, I, I feel like the Powder Snow just, like, was not worth it, because I, I was helping my patron team build. And maybe yeah. it wasn't as good for my patron-specific team, but I was like, I feel like Powder Snow Lone Nine is still the better one. It seems like these days it is. It's pretty good into Shadow Charizard too. If you yes, you just like it's faster. Saw, I saw that play quite a bit times. Yeah, yeah. You're dealing neutral damage. It's faster, so mm-hmm. you can just land one Weather Ball and Powder Snow down. Yeah, or or maybe you know maybe you need two depending on shields. Yeah. But but Powder Snow also decisively beats Knockdown Trev. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot more reliability there. Safer it's a, too. It's a little less reliable against Metacham, obviously. But you yeah. can have to shield Psychic against Metacham anyway. So Yeah, exactly. What do you do? Yeah, you don't get as much value out after Charming Down. I mean, the Charm variant is just like Trevenant can take it out. Like, Knockdown's not a big deal. Yeah. There's like, well, like, and the zero shields, the Weather Ball does change it. I was like, yeah, but you know every Knockdown's shielding it. Like, who? I've never seen a Knockdown play into a Charm below Ninetales, and they have shields up, and the Knockdown not shield Weather Ball. You shield the yeah. Weather Ball, you win, right? So, like, it, like I get that, that matchup, but, like, it never plays out like that. Shields yeah. down the back end, sure, but like when is there shields down when you have a low nine tail somewhere, right? Like shields exactly. are usually up because they're trying to charm you down. Yeah. But you just can't charm through the bulk of Noctowl that easily. Yeah. I don't know. It's anyway, true. great performers from everyone at Utrecht. It was huge, but again, a lot of no shows too. So uh, I do hope that like King Duck's pool recommendation, we can change that. And like I said, I'll, I'll mention it. I'll, I'll see what I can yeah. do because I think that would make it a great 
that would make a great experience for not only just the participants but in the competitors but also for the viewers and everything and just tournament health in general so agreed or what we can do is everyone just sign up and max out these tournaments with actual competitors and then we got no one that could take up these spectator spots right from vgc to tcg like i don't blame the pe- people that want spectate from tcg and vgc because they got no else no other way to do it and ain't no one uh showing up for enough people for pokemon go so we'll see yeah yeah, I agree. Dude, I, I don't think we're in a position now where we can talk about EUIC, but I feel like, I think I mentioned this last time too, if we see crazy numbers at EUIC, I fully expect NAIC to match those numbers or do better. Y'all better. Please. Y'all come, better. On, North, come on now. North America, What's we can't hype? slack. Yeah, we, we can't, can't slack. slack. We can't slack. We got, um, we got a regional coming up this upcoming weekend, Charlotte, Charlotte. North Carolina. And... Uh, I think I could probably say this. I feel like the announcement will be out by then. I hope yeah. so. But I'll I be there. So. I'll be commentating. Yeah. Whoa, I mean, we're recording this on a Monday. So, uh, but I'll be there. I'll be commentating that one. So it'll be nice. good. And I won't reveal the other commentators in case it's actually yeah. not revealed. <laughs> then, you know, they could just fire me and not fire all the <laughs> But it should Kill, be a good Kill- time. Caleb's going to load this episode and just wait. Just sit there and just watch no. Twitter. No, no, no. I schedule, unless like we record late, I always schedule the release. So I was just scheduled the because I because I usually if we record on time so today uh, we are recording on time this week so like I'll have yeah. time to edit and stuff like yeah. I have the schedule released for the podcast and the YouTube at like twelve p.m. on the dot uh, for Ooh. oh by the way speaking of which if 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 the episodes come out earlier than usual it's because America had a time zone shift recently yeah like spring forward or, yeah spring forward so it's now twelve p.m. PDT and instead of PST which I remember this so specifically. PDT stands for Pacific Daylight uh, Time Zone or Time, whatever. And then PSC stands for Pacific Standard Time or Time Zone. Oh, and, dude, that was so, a comment we got. Well, maybe you got and stuff, right? But I, I, so I remember this because I remember seeing someone correct someone else, another content creator on Twitter about this. And ever since then, it's been ingrained in my head that I've been using the correct time zone stuff. So, because 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 now it becomes a pet peeve in my my mind too, because I'm like so like uh, so aware of it now. When people say like some people still say like PST or EST, I was like, no, 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 we're in PDT now. We're in EDT, right? But people don't realize that. But you know, again, because because there's no PST or PEST existing right now in our current. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, time interesting yeah yeah daylight savings it's kind of it's kind of a sham but it is what it is um yeah. but anyway but i just use gmt if i can so we're yeah in gmt minus seven for when i publish so noon at gmt minus seven said gmt minus eight um gmt is just better because you could figure out exactly how far it is like people don't have to remember exactly once i remember yeah, exactly. i matched up with an adl and it was against mrs sparkle she gave some weird acronym i was like what time zone is this right and i looked it up and she's in nova scotia which is four hours in advance it's an hour ahead of eastern time zone like there's oh, very few people okay. that live in that area because yeah yeah it's like right ahead oh maybe oh, no there might be some uh in south america that also share that time zone. i think about it because south america there's like i think brazil is up there right i was gonna say sao paulo is like two hours ahead of eastern right that's pretty far oh, that's east. like two hours yeah so there might be other parts of brazil or other parts in south america that have it yeah. The same time as Nova Scotia, but in North America, it's just Nova Scotia, like that part of Canada, right? So, dude, so, so how many hours ahead was that for you? That was like eight. Uh, no, 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 no. It's just four, because it's one hour ahead of uh, Eastern. But you're in Pacific, or were you in Atlanta at the time? No, I was in I, uh, no, I was in LA. Yeah, so they're four hours ahead. 
because three hours ahead for Eastern and one hour ahead for. Come on, Speedy, you gotta work with me here. What's going on? No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> if if they're four hours ahead of Eastern and no, Eastern no, sorry, is no, no, no. three hours, hours ahead no, no, of you. No, no, sorry, sorry. They're four hours ahead of me. They're one hour ahead of Eastern. Sorry, I might. Oh, okay, okay. Nova Scotia would be touching London at that point. Yeah, yeah. That's what. I, that's why I was confused. No, no, <laughs> no, no my no, bad. No, I was no, like, no, wait, no. what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, she's not that far ahead. Sheesh. Time zones. Long story short, I'll be at Charlotte. So. Okay. <laughs> all, we say we say all that to say. Okay, I need to stop saying that too. I always NT. say long story short a lot, which I don't like. That I say, dude, that. my dad's got one. You ready for this? Yeah. He he always says the bottom line is every time, every time, dude. Oh, is this like supposed our, to be like make make it almost like theatrical? Like there's like a lot of impact. Kinda, like kinda, yeah, is. yeah. Like like even our family friends will make fun of him, right? Because he'll mm-hmm. he'll get on this tangent, tell a story, and then the story will go on for like three or four minutes, and then he's essentially just like. Like we just did. He's like, anyway, but instead of saying that, he's like, the bottom line is. Dude, I'm still trying to think of that phrase you keep saying. I'm just like, it's just killing me. It's something along the lines of, like, you got to be ahead of, like, you got to be. Oh, what's in front of you, but also what's ahead of you. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I actually actually took that from Butters. You say, oh, you, oh, butter says that. Butters originally said that. Oh, well, you you made it your thing at this point. Wait, so give me the context here. You say. What's you got a what? Wait, I, I, so okay, okay. So in a matchup, right? Uh-huh. Let's say you're you're doing your battle. You yeah. lead your Trevenant and you lead it into Galarian Stunfisk. Yeah. So what's in front of you right now mm-hmm. is Trevenant versus Galarian Stunfisk, but what's ahead of you is the other two Pokemon on your opponent's team, the other two on your team, uh-huh. your win conditions, your energy, your shields, how yeah. you're going to win the game, right? right? So I always say you have to focus on what's in front of you, right, and decide if you want to win that matchup, hard win, soft lose, whatever. And then think about what's ahead of you as to how you're going to win the game after that. Mm, okay. You like just throw it in there like during a commentary. And Dude, like, of course. I legit just like don't know what you're trying to say half the time. <laughs> I'm curious. It I, might just be I me. I'm like, dumb, right? Everyone in the comments, let me know. If you heard Speedy say this during commentary, did you understand that's what he meant? Because you'll just say it. And I think it's like yeah. in the context of when people are talking about their win condition stuff, but you just yep. throw it in there. I'm just like, dude, why is he saying this? Like, what's in front of you? What's in behind you? I'm like, like what's going on? Like, someone's stalking me? Like, I'm just so confused. <laughs> I always feel like somebody's watching me, man. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> that's your thing, though, right? I, I, am I right? Like, that's you do say that a lot, right? Especially in commentaries. I probably, I probably say that at least once per per tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't say long story short in my commentary. I'll probably say it a lot in podcasts and. Yeah, when I tell stories, but like it doesn't make any sense. And long story short, this Bastion beat the Lone Knights. Like that just sounds like lazy commentary, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Deflating, right? Takes takes all the the excitement out. You're like, well, anyway, the story ends like this. Yeah. You know, spoiler alert. Predictions for Charlotte out of curiosity. You think he'll win it? Um, I'll, I'll name some names that are going that I know for sure. Okay. I think with Dodge because he lives in North okay. Carolina. Auburn. Arrow. Okay. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, so, but there might be others. Dude, I'm really, really excited to see Auburn compete mm-hmm. in Show Six because he is one of the most consistent Go Battle League players ever. And yep. I know he also plays uh for the Cats, right? He plays for the Cool Cats. He's uh, yeah, he's he's very solid. I mean, he honestly, I feel like he runs into really tough opponents because yeah. I, I feel like sometimes I'm like, dude, like I don't even know if he made a misplay, but he's just playing really well. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean it's also limited formats. I think he's much he might be better in open formats. Yeah. Um he actually did play in Milwaukee last year. Really? Yeah. I didn't even he know. He did. 
So he was in. Oh yeah, because you weren't at that one, but he was at Milwaukee. He fought against Rise in the winners' finals of the bracket, but it was like the later brackets we never saw on stream. Dude, that was a hype match. It went to game three. Dude, we lost. And we didn't get to see it because we were because we were doing pods, bro. Yeah, we're doing pods, dude. Yeah, it was so bad. So so that, and then he loses in the losers' finals to I forget who, but it was like a close one. So he's very close to making day two. At Milwaukee, yeah. and you know, to to lose against the eventual winner too, like just I mean, in Rise, like come on now, I mean, Rise is yeah. good, but you know, Rise. but but like him and Rise go, I go back and forth a lot in Show Six too, so he definitely has played. But I'm excited to see him there, though. I, I you know, I mean, I'm a little biased. I, I've known, I've mentioned this probably before on the podcast, but I've known Auburn since back in 2017 when Raids came out, and this guy was like a grinder, like back, wow, like his. Okay, I, I won't say this because I don't want to get him banned. But okay, let's just okay. say he, he, his stats. No, no, he wasn't like a spoof or anything like that. I'm just saying there's like certain like yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. No, he, he's, yeah. he's consistently good yes. uh, all the time. Yes. and he's uh, he's in able to forms. do it in all forms. Yes, yes, but uh, yeah, really nice guy too, and um, he's uh, yeah, he's a pilot too. So he's always talking yeah. about how he's like, dude. I'm always like in some like like I'm always like flying or some stuff or like out of town during community days. He's like the he's like yeah. the last community day he played was, dude. I don't even remember. It was sometime last year, like that, in, like in in Atlanta. Yeah, I've been I've been friends with Auburn for uh, I think a little over a year in the game, and mm-hmm. I'll get gifts from all kinds of places, yeah. right? So I'm sure, yeah. like again, we want to clear it up. He's never broken TOS. No, no, he does spoofing and yeah, stuff. Yeah. He doesn't do any of that. But he travels a lot for real. Like that's always been like the running joke. Like if, if you encounter a, a spoofer, they're like, "Oh yeah, I travel a lot for work." But this time, <laughs> it's actually true. <laughs> We're both spoofers here too, apparently. <laughs> Dude, apparently, man, I send gifts from crazy places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I just hope like something weird, like with Dodge and Auburn being the same bracket, doesn't happen. Because then, just like, yeah. there's a strong chance like one of them doesn't make his top eight. Yeah, you know, but it's just it's just tough. I don't know how you do that. Like, like seeding's weird. Like, I don't know. Make it based on no, past performance. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, there's no like, there's no overall database, right, to like actually measure this yet. Yeah. Which I think we need one soon before we get too too deep into go as an official format. Mm-hmm. But I will say, Wadaj has been tearing it up in the grassroots mm-hmm. tournaments, especially in GBLA. We have a couple of projects that are kind of behind the scenes, and he's in the finals. Uh, Ooh. very often, and I'll say that you're gonna stream this or what? <laughs> Dude, planning on it. So, so with with GBLA, it's not just me being like totally distracted and useless. It's also Nightwing's been moving. Yeah. So yeah. we don't have our we don't have our producer. How yeah. big is this move? Is it within state? Yes. Oh, within okay. state. Okay. But it's like it's been a it's been a big move for like three weeks. He's been MIA. So. Dude, a little fun fact for those that don't know, I used to run another podcast called The Sinister Aglets, yeah. and we made we. F- recorded our last episode or like tentative last episode maybe we come back but at yeah. the time being we're not recording anymore we recorded this sometime last year <laughs> and we're still waiting on that week to upload it no so for he any uploaded? Citizen, dude no dude it oh, was like dude. he's like yeah i'm moving i was like oh, come on dude like we just need this yeah yeah but we record this probably sometime like october september it's been a while it was a long yeah. time ago so our apologies, I'll apologize on behalf of the Sinister Agnes fans. Who's, I know some of them do listen to this podcast, so yeah, it's a little crossover. But if you're wondering whatever happened to our last episode, we just like kind of went like ghost town, right, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't happen here, guess. you know. If it happens yeah. on this podcast, then um, 
Yeah. I don't know. You can blame Speedy. <laughs> Caleb will just he'll just keep on replacing the co-host. We'll have two O butters on next time after me. Dude, I'll just... <laughs> Dude, we'll just be roasting each other. It'll be like a rap battle every time. <laughs> without the rap, just the insults. Yeah. <laughs> just dissing each other constantly. Can't wait to have him on the podcast. Might be sooner than you know, but we shall see. We shall Hopefully. see. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see Auburn. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some other people that are going that we don't know about. Oh, CEO's a beast. He's gonna be there. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh Reezy said he might be there. He's from Charlotte, I think. I think I saw his Twitter bio. He says he's from Charlotte. Very so cool. that's his hometown. And he said, because I think um Zion <laughs> said something about like, I don't know, some he made some reference about like like oh, oh is a Lowland Grimer going to be or a Lowland Muck, Shadow Lowland Muck going to be like the new yeah. hot thing, right? Yeah. Um or blah blah, some like banter or something like that. And I said something about like like, yeah, it should be... I don't know. I forgot what I said, but it was something referenced to, like, Bastion and Amphros. I said, yeah, yeah. Bastion, like, still pretty solid, whatever. Um, but, oh, I think it's, it's going to have more play than Bastion because Bastion's hard to use, right? Like, not a lot of people are successful at Bastion, yeah. um, besides myself and Rob Trogo for play tournaments. And I said, and Amphros, no one's going to be ever successful with that one. And then Reezy responded. He's like, hey, like, what if uh, I'll, make, I'll make it work and sh- I could potentially make it work? I was like, oh, Oh, see you in Charlotte, maybe? Because if you want to bring the Air Force to Charlotte, go for it. And he said, hey, uh, if I make a top eight, you buy all my drinks and food for the weekend. Uh, if I if I make top eight with Bastion and Amphros. I was like, if you win the whole thing with Bastion and Amphros, you got yourself a deal. Dude, top eight is one thing, right? But like top eight, I don't I don't think it's impossible to make with a shadow like Amphros and a Bastion. It's not easy, true. but it's not impossible. True, 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 true. But uh, um, dude, Reezy, Reezy is like criminally underrated. I think he's really good. Uh, big, yeah, big GBL, especially in in Go Battle League. Yeah, super underrated guy. I'm really interested. Yeah, it'll be his first play Pokemon tournament, I think. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But hey, if you make Bastion and Ampharos work, you win it all with that. Respect, bruh. bruh. I just don't think it's gonna happen. You know? <laughs> and my meta predictions are pretty on spot on compared to Butters's meta predictions. I'm just saying, Dude, I'm just saying. I I will say Butters' predictions are more like hopes than they are predictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. He's literally like Butters from South Park, hoping for too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> accurate, accurate. Yeah. That's why the name makes sense. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's gotta be a little naivete, right? <laughs> so. okay. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, what's the tea this week, dude? All right, I'm gonna just dude. skip the Jonkis Rise Occasion beef. It's not really that much beef. You just look at yeah. it, follow them on Twitter if you want to see it. It's just a little yeah. back and forth. On like, honestly, in my opinion, I think Jonkis' team was fairly spicy. He had a Mew, Lickitung, and Shadow Charizard in Altaria. Like, I was like, eh, that's not super meta. Not gonna lie. Like, this fairly. It's not like it's not like the first time we've seen any of those Pokemon. But like that combination is pretty wild, in my opinion. Yeah, it it was just this this perfect this perfect like uh interaction between a person that is not afraid to push back right like yonkis will reply to mean comments on youtube he'll he'll speak out when he feels like he needs to right he's going to sound off if he thinks that you're out of line yeah. and it's just this, per- this perfect interaction between him and then rise who's like so fantastically humble in 99% of the things he does and he's got like such a sports mindset he even said in his response he's like yo man just stay humble dude yeah you know it's just so funny their personalities are just opposites to rise's uh, to Rice's benefit here too, it wasn't like a public thing he was roasting Chonkis on. It was it was like something on Discord. Someone just screenshotted it from Discord. Yeah. 
somebody like, leaked. Send it, yeah. So it was super innocuous. Snitches, too. man. Snitches. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, exactly. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, if I'm going to smack talk someone, I, I, I'd, I'd back it up in public too. If I were really feel that passionate, <laughs> just ask Panic about all that. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That's not. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. We covered it in a previous episode. Just listen to all of our other ninety episodes if you want to find it. Um, exactly. Anyway, the T segment here. So we we got twenty ish minutes to cover this because uh, we're actually against the clock here. I don't know if you see it, Speedy, but we're against the clock here on on our recording thing. But anyway, we'll cover this quick. Twenty minutes. We can get through a T, right? I believe you. Uh, remote rape has glitch was patched. So. I'm very curious on your thoughts on this. I have my own thoughts on it too. But apparently, I guess it's been going on since like almost a year now, maybe over a year. Yeah. There's this remote raid pass glitch. And I like knew of it. Uh, but mm-hmm. the main thing is you need an Android. You can't use an iPhone for it. And I have iPhones. So I, I, one, I never touched it. And two, I don't know if I would touch it because again, mm-hmm. like, like as someone that like works with TPCI and sometimes works with Niantic, uh, myself and Speedy, like we, we just kind of like, besides like, ethical or more reasons morality reasons whatever like they also check our accounts all the time so like if we're not playing the game very clean like it's gonna it's gonna be a red flag in many respects um so just for self-preservation's sake too it wouldn't be something i even consider but also mm-hmm. the ethical implications is a whole different thing too that i think is worth considering anyway remote rate pass glitch what happened is if you have an android you don't have an iphone there's a way apparently for you to join a remote raid and then Use a green pass or your yeah. daily raid pass, the orange one, instead of a remote raid pass, a blue one. Yes. The benefit of this is, one, you can have more people in raid lobbies because you can only have a max of 10 uh, invites for remote raids. Or, yeah, I think 10, right? I believe. 10 I remote believe. raiders in a raid. And then the other thing is you also get more benefits if you're raiding in person. Like, I think a higher chance for – you have a small chance, but there's a chance for a rare XL candy, and there's some other stuff there, too. Um, poffins, rare excels. Poffins. I don't know if poffins still even around anymore. Some people I know, not not, yeah. not recently, yeah. as people not have recently. called out. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So a bunch of stuff, which is why you can see how some people on Twitter are right up in arms. But so there was a way to do it, and I don't actually know exactly how, but I know uh, Brandon Ton, one of the big content creators, made a video showing how to do it and kind of exposing it. And I don't know really... I didn't watch the video, so I don't actually know the context. I'm not sure if, like, did you watch the video? I didn't watch it either, but but I, I'm aware and I'm familiar with, with what it is. Yeah, so I think he explains how it is, and I guess Niantic caught wind of it. And so a lot of people were hating on Brandon for, like, exposing it, because then Niantic caught wind of it and, like, patched it. So it's not, it's not a thing anymore. And... A lot of big raiders are not a fan of that. You know, they're really upset about it, and now they have to use the regular raid pass. And there's they're they're saying a lot of things, right? There's a lot of justifications. Like, uh, like I think one thing I saw was like, oh, like Android users they have a much worse experience in PvP, so like yeah. give this give this to them at least, or um, it's going to be much harder for like rural players and raiders going to be doing these yeah. big things like Lugia because now you can't ha- actually have as many raiders anymore because you have a max cap of how many remote raiders you can have but the yeah. the remote raiders that you invited that were android users that knew this trick were able to go in and remote raid in person so it doesn't take up a remote raid spot right so theoretically you have less people doing it etc cetera, etc cetera. anyway yeah i don't think Niantic really cares about the response here but yeah what are your thoughts <laughs> so okay so and, and, okay. and for context too right and me and speed talked about this prior yes thank you we know people that use this 
have used this glitch before. Like, we're yeah. friends with some of these people as well. Like, we're close friends with them too. But, like, you know, it's going to be our honest take here. And at the end of the day, like, yeah. it's not like we didn't hit up Niantic for this fix anyway. So, like, no. this is our thoughts. Don't don't come after us. I mean, you can come after us if you want. Dude, anyone, I invite anyone. I'm not saying anyone come after Speedy. Anyone come after me if you want, right? See what happens, right? Dude, See what happens. We need more squ- squirrel trappers in the yeah, comments. Yeah, squirrel trapper. Right? Hit me up more, right? Send me some hate. <laughs> dude, I don't um, have haters at all, but go ahead. Dude, so, so here's the thing, right? Like, again, like Caleb said, he and I talked about this for like a minute before we went went to uh, live for the recording. We have opinions here and we haven't been very vocal on them because we kind of feel like a lot of our friends feel the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially what you were doing, if you just want to boil it down, right? The bottom line here, right? The bottom line is that you were essentially tricking the game into thinking that you were physically at a location for the raid so that you could use the green passes. And of course, like, you can buy those green passes in bundles from the boxes, whereas if you get the remote raid pass, it's the same flat rate for the three passes every single time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this argument about rural players comes up quite often, and I feel like this was also an issue when, it, when we were discussing accessibility issues last year. I can't remember that whole debate exactly, but honestly, it's it's... And maybe maybe our friends can explain this to me, right? Maybe Jangles listens to this, or maybe uh, Kachino Mom, or any of the people that have spoken out about this on Twitter. Maybe they listen to our podcast and they talk to us about this afterwards. But I just have a hard time seeing how we can be so ardently against people who manipulate their location while spoofing, but then we have people that are going to these in-person raids, mm. technically in person, and yeah. fooling the game into thinking that they are somewhere else, and then it's just, it's different. I don't... It's cheaper like I just, too to use those rate It's passes, cheaper. The green pass. It's cheaper. Oh, the daily one's and, free too if you're using for that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you do get bonuses. You do get a benefit. And that's mm-hmm. that's the reason why people do it. It's because they can get the, yeah. the rare XL. It's not they just can cheaper. Get the it's, it's, there's also more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This. I mean, this is not like dissimilar from the defect conversation we have, right? Like if you are unable to move around, if you're unable to walk, maybe you're in a wheelchair or, or you're on crutches for the time being, again, like somebody that can get limitless kilometers whenever they want does have an advantage, right? Because it, it mm-hmm. is a way to get a resource in the game, period. Like that's not arguable. Mm-hmm. So again, like I don't want to like push against our friends who feel differently. And again, maybe they can explain this to me, but at the same time, I don't understand how you can be so against spoofing, but then people change their location on purpose to get more rewards. <laughs> and then, and then they get mad when it gets patched. Do, I mean, do you feel the same? I mean, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Well, just because I didn't have, I haven't given it a ton of thought just because it doesn't even affect yeah. me, but, um, yeah. but that's actually a really great point. I, I think, I don't know. Yeah. No, you, you bring up a really great point and I am curious to hear the opinions on it. And look, here's the thing. I, I'm never going to be the kind of person to like demonize someone for how they play the game, right? Like if you want to yeah. spoof, if you want to defit, you want to do whatever, right? Like Caleb endorses you, all right? of it. He endorses it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't endorse all of it or any of it, but I'm just saying like there, well, one, it, when it comes to PvP, like there's, there's typically speaking ways around beating anyone that uses any you know thing to give them a slight any exploits yeah Yeah, any exploits well there's certain exploits that are hard to beat like the gcg one but um that being said it's just not my place because i don't work for niantic i'm not the one policing stuff and like again like i mentioned this before in a previous episode like breaking terms of service is super easy to do 
you have another account, terms of service. You let someone yeah. else use your account, terms of service. You use a scanner, terms of service. Maybe you get info about a raid from someone else's scanner. I don't know. Is that terms of service? You're still using info that's not given to you by the game, right? I don't know. I mean, that's why at least Campfire helps in that regard. But, you know, uh, you should scan it for PPIVs or Hundos, terms of service, right? So it's yeah. just like you know, I, IV calculators, right? Terms of service, right? Take yep. a screenshot, yep. uploading it. Like, like, and, and I'll be fully honest with people on this one, right? When When we decide to, like, you know, do some partnerships with Niantic and stuff. Like, I remember during the onboarding process, it was like, dude, like, if you're going to use, like, IV calculators and stuff like that, mm-hmm. don't be posting that on, on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's technically against some service. So, mm-hmm. like, even if it shows, like, oh, it's PokeGenie. Yeah. Term of service. Or look at my high-rank Halucha. Yeah. Right? You can say it's a high-rank one. You can say it's a rank one. Don't show the app on how you calculate it, right? So, oh, speaking yeah. of which, congratulations on Halucha. Good, good, good. Oh, thanks, man. Good I, I have two, and I got uh, probably 40 comments of people wanting one. You only have two? And, a, and some DMs as well. It's more rare than you think. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not surprised because I don't remember the last time you saw Toro, so I'm not yeah. super surprised. So, well, I, I will say a lot of people hitting you up for it. Uh, I won't be one then. You can save them from the other people. Not okay. to say that you're saving one from me, but just. <laughs> No one saved me Halucha. I'm, I'm just saying I could I could drive down to like San Diego or close to the border to find some myself if I really want one. Uh, okay. I just haven't had the time to make the trip or something. But for anyone that's going to regionals, like because I, I know um uh this one guy, House Lannister, offered me one uh in Vancouver. House he, Lannister? He, house Stark? <laughs> what? <laughs> a different house. Spelled with H A U S. Yeah. But anyway, he was the only person that brought uh Halucha to Vancouver, actually. Because he, mm. he lives in Texas and he went he just went to Mexico, I think, to grab some. Sure. But I was like, just save for other people. Like, at least it's a special trade, and like, I could get some. I appreciate the offer. Anyway, save yours too. Okay. Um, Got it. Anyway, tangent there. IV calculator, term yeah. service. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just think everyone is biased, right? And everyone does things uh, that. For the most part, I think most people do things that they could justify to themselves. Not to say the justification is like always wrong or, you know, coping as they say or whatever, right? As 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 the kids say, copium. copium they copium, copium. But uh, I do think that there are definitely logical fallacies that you're pointing out, right? With your with your argument, Speedy, and I think it's like. I get it though for those that have been utilizing this for a few weeks, a few months to over a year, right? It's mm-hmm. like a it's a big change to their lifestyle. Not only is it for the reward purposes, but for the amount of people that could join raids and for honestly for the cost too, right? Because Pokemon Go is not a cheap game if you're raiding that much. Yeah. So I get that. I just I don't know. It was a good thing while it lasted, but I don't know if like <laughs> Like, I can't blame Niantic for patching that, right? It does feel like a slight unfair advantage, too, that Android used to do it. But I was never, like, bitter to the point where I was like, yeah, like, that's not fair that we can't do it, right? Yeah. Um, I just knew it existed, and I think not a ton of people knew. So it was just, like, the hardcore raiders were able to utilize it. But am I up in arms that it got patched? Not particularly. I'm a little surprised it took Niantic as long as it did to patch it. Yeah, yeah. That that seems like a huge problem. (laughs) Them, you know you why know? though? 
because our our dedicated Niantic staffers that listen to this podcast didn't didn't get the info from us because we didn't bring it up. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So it's so, so essentially, it's our fault. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> our fault. <laughs> <laughs> but again, shout out if you're from Niantic, listen to this. You know who you are. It's true. And if uh, and maybe it's no one. But hey, maybe Manning one day work for Niantic. <laughs> we'll see, Manning. Manny, please apply. Let us know when you do. Yeah. If they ask for references, we will we will be your references. Yeah, I know a lot of people are hating on Brandon Ton for posting that and stuff. And like, uh, I think Brandon Ton has done some questionable things, especially like the the tweet he the controversial tweet he did a few months ago. I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. Maybe yeah. it is controversial because he's doing it for potential clicks, right? Like he could have made the video and sent it directly to someone in Atlantic, but maybe he doesn't have the connection. I don't know. Uh, there, was, would, there was definitely a benefit for him making the video too because he gets a lot of views from it as well, right? And yeah. He can monetize that. But it's just like if I made a video to exploit, expose an exploit, right? I don't yeah. know. But again, I, I think like, no, I guess there is some fault in the content creator doing that. I, I felt the same way about the primals. Like if you really thought it was mm-hmm. that big of a game-breaking glitch, don't make a video on it and spread how to use exactly. it. Send to someone Niantic, right? Maybe not everyone has yeah. a contact, but like, hey, I mean, Michael's pretty receptive. You can find a way to tag Michael. I'm sure he'll see it, right? Or or any yeah. or Michael or any of our community managers for Pokemon Go, right? There's ways to get Niantic staff's attention if you find something big like an exploit like that without having to like make a whole video on it and monetize it. But again, yeah, agreed. Content creators, man. Yeah. It's all for the clicks, man. It's it's that Mr. Beast mindset, dude. Being a clicks, man. I'm gonna make this a clickbaity title too, so that people get clicking on this, man. Squirrel Trapper, where you at? (laughs) (laughs) Where my trappers at? (laughs) Yeah, we need we need possum trapper, (laughs) raccoon trapper, dude. This is a podcast trapper right here, man. We trapped you in here, Squirrel Trapper. You thought you're the hunter, (laughs) but you're the prey. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't make a. I don't make any videos clickbaity, in my opinion. I make it accurately. Accurate, yeah. like to yeah. description, you know. So if we're talking about yeah. the rape pass glitch controversy, it's because we did, we did talk Dude, about it. There, there's some. Uh, not to get on too much of a tangent here, I'll just say real quick. There's some, for example, creators in the Unite space who make titles like "I have an announcement" or like, <laughs> or like uh, "I can't believe I did this" and like, and the, they do the, the pog thumbnail. face in the the yes. thumbnail. The th- thumbnail I've has never, like them, them crying or something. Dude. Yeah, I don't, I, dude. That's the thing, though. It works. That's the problem. It works. Like as much as I hate it, clickbait works. That's why people still clickbait because you can't stop yourself. Yeah. Like you're like, sure, it's like true. I know it's clickbait, but what is the announcement? Yeah. Or, or and you watch like the first that, two minutes, dude. The thing that pissed me off the most because you don't even monetize this is when people post on Twitter and you're like, I got something to say. It's like a twit longer and just like something dumb, like like I just want to say I care about you all. Like I'm just like, like that's it. Like. I'm like <laughs> Dude, it's like stop that dude. it's I like i care i get to spot you spread positivity but like you're just making me click an extra few times just to see some who you niantic trying to make people throw on more star pieces every half hour i saw Zyx tweet about that which just made me think like, <laughs> all these extra yeah. clicks to get through pretty soon yeah, yeah that stuff that stuff annoys me a little bit but it's a personal yeah. thing but people always like it too because like oh what a what is a positive message right i got bamboozled right. but i'm gonna like it so other people get bamboozled <laughs> <laughs> dude i, I feel that i feel that same way i think we talked about this last week I, I feel that same way about these content creators that are at they're like crowdsourcing their videos now where they're like show me your yes. rarest shadow oh yeah do they make videos i never watch their videos so i never know but i assume that's what they do miss seven yes. does that yes 
Mystic Seven and Brandon Ten are like the two biggest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Pogo space, and then uh, and obviously like the fans love it because they get to like get into the video, mm-hmm. like oh my god, they showed my ho ho or whatever. Yeah. There's a chance I get featured, blah blah. But it's so annoying to see that on Twitter all the time. And I know these people are creating their own content for daily videos. Yeah. I know that's really hard. You and I have both been there where we try to make make a lot of uploads. It's hard to create new ideas all the time. It's just like. Dude, I'm know, not man. short on ideas. I'm just short on time. <laughs> true, true. I could do daily uploads if I really want. Well, to a certain degree. It just um, feels like there's no shame. Just like there's no shame in those like titles, you know? Lack of qual- quality. But it's just yeah. how the algorithm's set up on YouTube these days. Like, quantity va- matters more than quality, which is so unfortunate. But, like, there's no way around it, to my knowledge. Unless you're, like, some big content creator like Mark Robles or whatever, the guy that makes, like, all these cool science experiments and stuff. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, but those are, like, far and few in between. I don't know. Maybe Mr. Beast does some stuff like that, but even I feel like he – I don't know. Yeah, that's, like, a whole other topic, Mr. Beast. Yeah, that is. That is. That is. Curing blindness, beginning backlash. It's a whole different story. (laughs) Asking his fans to fix his displays in the grocery stores also. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is not the right podcast for that discussion, but that could be a whole nope. segment in itself. Um. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm just I'm struggling just to make. I mean, not struggling, but like I'm just trying to keep up my weekly PvP pro tips videos. You know, dude. You know, I see those. That. Those are lit. Those are super useful. Yeah, dude. I found that old peekaboo play from Sylph Worlds, dude. Did you see? It was my most recent one. You might not see it, but the most recent pro tips video was on peekaboo, and I grabbed nice. the one from. I don't know if you remember this, but it was from your. Uh, the Europe Sylph Worlds where King and Zion were casting it and it was a, probably yes. the first peekaboo documented. I and that remember, clip I remember. is the number one clip on Sylph Arena's Twitch page. Shout Let's out go. to Kaiser Tenor, by the way, who clipped it because he Let's was the go. one that caught it. So I was able to download it because, you know, bots don't save forever, but clips do. So yeah, so shout out to Kaiser who, you know, dodged me in fashions this past week, but you know, I forget. <laughs> I forget. Maybe he doesn't want to fight a friend, you know. I, I was going to say, can, can you blame him? I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, you know? that's okay. I still went two one, but we took the loss against them. So, that's uh, it is. fair. But it's all good. We bounce back. Welcome to Emerald Neb. You know, sure. It is what it is. Um, yo, speaking of karma too, I'll leave at this <laughs> A little savage moment to end it off. Remember how Panic was roasting me in the start of that whole roasting between myself and Panic. A few months yeah. ago with the faction thing, he's like, looking forward to your recap, Caleb, on your you know, your team's bout against Stadium Elite, right? Where they destroyed us uh what was yeah. it? Uh it was like uh, uh four to thirteen, I think, or something. Something like that, yeah. Wait, wait, wait no. Yeah. It's no no four How many to total seventeen. Points? Four to seventeen. 17. Right, yeah, because yeah. it adds up twenty one. We got destroyed four to seventeen, right? And I was like I was like, Yeah, it's tough, but I get it, right? Yo, guess guess what? Panic all about setting records here, man. He said the all-time best record for the biggest point dis- disparity in this past week is his team. 3-18 to 18 against Pogo. It's his team. Dude, Let me just say, Panic. Brutal. Karma, man. Karma. I'm just going to say that. It's a brutal that. loss. You know, I, 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 but, you know, unlike Panic, I'm not going to go post about it on Twitter and call him out Ooh. and stuff. I'm just gonna do it to our 1,000 plus listeners on them. I was, <laughs> I, I was just, I was trying to remember if, if that was, if that was him that started that, or if that was you. I couldn't remember. I so I all I said is because this Twitch layout, he had a bunch of logos and everything. I just said, oh, that's he had right, more that's logos right. in a NASCAR car. Like, but it was just, that's I just thought it was funny because it was true. And he's like, 
It was like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. We have great sponsors, but looking forward to your recap. When's that happening? Right. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that is how it started. I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, well, let me, let me, let's dive in here. Panic. But here we are. Here we are. You know, Pogos are great, but yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, that's episode 91 for us. Thanks all for joining in. Any other last words, Speedy? Dude. 91, seriously, a great year. I know some very talented casters that were born that year. And uh, yeah, man, going to keep crushing it. True. Yeah. Myself, you, two old butters, Gabby Snyder, wholesome underscore, Zionic, uh, even um, one of our producers in TPCI. I'm not going to name her name and stuff because I don't know if she wants that info out there. but, um, But yeah. That as well, too. A lot of 91s. You know who else? Brandon Ton, also 91, baby. Also 91. Yeah, it's in his name, also right? 91. Yeah, yeah, it is in his name. Yeah. What the a, year of the goats. What a year. Uh, the year. Literally. The goats. Yeah. I love I it. I like that. I do like that. Anyway, what a special episode. Yo, man, remember that year, 1991? Oh, man. <laughs> True, true nineties babies, dude. All, all those kids, all those kids born in ninety nine, like, oh yeah, my nineties baby. Nah, nah, nah. Dude. You don't know what it was like. You, yeah, you don't even remember Y two K, man. I remember exactly. Like, Shoot, everything would go down or what? You you were watching replays of Batman the Animated <laughs> Series. I was there when it aired. <laughs> true, all right? true. Batman Beyond was great too. Let's not forget that. It was. It was. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna wrap it up here. But hope you have a good one. And if you're at Charlotte, see you all there. And if you're Arrow, better get your spin counters ready. Peace out. Peace. Peace.